and welcome to episode 401 of the Awesome Comics Podcast, the place where a small press makes one hell of a big noise. I'm Vince Hunt, and I'm joined, as always, by the writer, creator, and party monster that is Tony Esmond. <laughs> um, you, the waves crashing on the beach noise in the background, that's not interrupting your... No, no, no one can hear, so, you, so the fact that you brought, brought it to attention just means that you're showing off. <laughs> uh, right, I'll be back home by the time this comes out. Yeah, yeah. But this is a, a very special episode this week because we've got a very special guest, haven't we, Tony, this week? We have, yeah. We, I'm we, literally erect with We excitement. have been waiting to talk to this creator oh, for it's taken how many 400 years? episodes to come 400 years. I almost said years. <laughs> 400 <laughs> like episodes. That was Mark Miller. Yeah. <laughs> Seven years, but uh, like finally. We get to talk to the creator. He's with us for the whole show as well, which is a bit of a treat, isn't it, Tara? So good. Yeah. So um, you may know him from (laughs) being the uh, creator of the brilliant ongoing webcomic Vanguard. But just released is his new title, Viper Crimson Dawn. And he's here to talk about it this week. Welcome to the show, Dan Butcher. Hello. Thanks for having me. (laughs) <laughs> lovely to have you on, Dan. Finally, I've got you on the show. I always listen to you guys. Good to get on. <laughs> the best thing about this is Vince didn't tell us we're doing this just before no. we pressed record. He went, "Oh, we've changed it up a bit, by the way." And then he and this like, is the "This is a proper improv. This is amazing yeah. improv." Yeah. yeah. So this is the special nepotism episode. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The title of this episode is going to be called "Nepo Babies in Comics." Um... <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> Yes, um, this episode, it's just the three amigos this week, but we're doing something a little bit yeah. different. We had a big week last week, didn't we? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yes, and and if you listen to our episode 400, um, I can't remember anything that was said, so I hope you enjoyed it. Um, <laughs> that's the same for every show, I can't remember anything that I've, I've said. Um, but thank you to everyone that has listened to that. If you're a, um, if you're a regular listener, it's going to be the same nonsense, but... A lot more yeah. focus on Dan, which is probably mm. it's, it's good that this isn't a video show because he'll probably be quite embarrassed by the amount of love. Yes, focus on Dan. Has. Yes, um, who doesn't like doing that? I always try to bring the focus off of me when we're doing these kind of things. So uh, watch, <laughs> watch out for that, listeners. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, if you're a new listener, um, welcome to the next 400 episodes of the awesome Christ. Podcast. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, the way you said that. The road, the road to 500, road. as I yes. like to call it. Yeah. Um, yes, but this week, of course, this sh- the first show of the next 400. Wouldn't be here without our lovely friends, Comic House. Yeah, yes. sponsors of the show. And Indie Comic Marketplace. Lucky them. Yep, lucky them. <laughs> lucky, lucky us. And lucky yeah. comics fans, because this is Comic House, an independent company that loves They've got heads for modelling, haven't they? As we, mm. <laughs> we do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they don't scrabble oh, around like rodents. It's like we've got faces for radio. <laughs> yeah, um, voices yeah. for print. <laughs> yeah. for, the, for the glory of the motherland. <laughs> More than a bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it's about comics. Don't worry. This this show hasn't taken a massive uh, r- different. Yeah, turn. We're not going <laughs> proper extreme far right. No, yeah. yeah, the extreme far right podcast yeah. for the motherland. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> That's only on Substack, isn't it? So <laughs> you have to pay for that one. <laughs> oh dear! But if you uh, pay three pounds a month to Comic House, you could get a subscription to their amazing digital app. Nicely pulled back. Thank mm. you. Uh, basic Netflix for comics. 
Um, there's an enormous library of fantastic indie creators, past, present, no doubt future are on the app. Um, like I say, three pounds a month is a 14-day free trial. Don't just take our word for it. Go on there. Just go, go to comichouse.com. Find out more about the service. And if you're a creator as well, and you've got some some stuff lying around, you know, some digital PDFs, it gets them out to a whole new audience. So yeah, and and review, and also if you read a comic, leave a review. Yeah. Yes, that's a good it's one actually, to do. It's actually probably one of the services where I do actually um, leave a bit of review. Do you know what I mean? I've left reviews, yeah. Yeah. yeah me so too. It's well, it's well, well worth it. And thank you to them for sponsoring the show. But yes, it's just the three amigos this week. And uh, it's one of those rare weeks, obviously, after the the jubilation of our celebrate celebration exacted what? planning that resulted in that yeah yeah once again thanks to tom curry because that went yes. out of a hitch yeah he, he yeah so he yeah. smashed that that is down it, to him because if it's left to us it'd be fucked yeah. up completely yeah yeah, yeah. It, it was 100%. a lot yeah and it was a lot of a hard, hard work but you lovely people listening at home would not know it because it ran so smoothly so thank you to tom as always for doing that and to anyone that listened but like i say this week it's going to be a little bit different we're just um there's a new book that's just about well everyone should have it now shouldn't they or and we'll find out where you can get it from in the future as well because um yeah we thought we'd um i mean i think we literally talked about this in the last episode didn't we didn't we just i I think i said should we just have just do that yeah Yeah. down next week have an easier one from last week's hullabaloo (laughs) yeah yeah um but yeah the whole um anyone who's listened to this show um, back in the days when we did an anthology, we'll know that there was the uh, we each did a story each, and Dan created Viper. Yep. Um, but he then he's he's gone. He's only gone and done a sequel, and uh, <laughs> and not only that, it's a chunky boy. It's a gorgeous looking. I mean, first off the bat, Dan. I know, like you know, we 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 say it, now, but this is a, a, a great piece of work. Just, oh thanks man it's, it's just really good like it's a big old chunk of a comic isn't it yeah, yeah i was wondering if you would have gone because you must be a couple of pages off going prestige format with this yeah perfect, yeah perfect band maybe i'm not sure what the, what size you can go for with perfect band this is 60 pages maybe it's a little Can't bit more than you go oh god yeah, I, I, th- I would think any more than that and it's perfect band isn't it I think. yeah right, yeah, okay. yeah would be for us yeah yeah, yeah because <laughs> this, this obviously has nice you know nice thick paper as well high high quality print and Loads of good stuff in it, but I think the best way to start this off, we're not going to talk about how did you get started in comics because go back four hundred episodes and you'll you'll figure Could have out, been there done that you'll figure yeah. you'll yeah. figure <laughs> out the, the kind of sociopath that Dan is uh, over that um... <laughs> a functioning one though a functioning a high functioning sociopath as we all are. arguable yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but for those uh, listeners who obviously don't know what this comic book is and what Viper is. And we don't necessarily have to start with Crimson Dawn, but just just the, at the very beginning, what led you to the sort of creation of this and what inspired it? Well, it's, it was like the first Viper was like a, a, an 80s TV show, like Knight Rider, Street Hawk, Airwolf, my kind of like take on it, but it's a bit more kind of adult and fun and yeah, just having fun. And I wanted to do a, a, a sequel because the first book kind of sets up. Imagine, I imagine the first book was like a pilot episode of a TV series and after that you could watch any of those any one of those episodes and they're completely self-contained it's kind of like the status quo reverts back to what it was at the start of the episode so you can jump in anywhere 
there's no big overarching story it's just what a mad idea done. eh what yeah. a mad idea that is imagine <laughs> if they did that with comics yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah literally you can pick you don't need to read the first one you can read the first one and not this one and this one and not the first one and it would be exactly hopefully the same experience mm. yeah I think yeah. it is. Yeah, the yeah. first issue was it was like a pilot episode, wasn't it, for the for yeah. this TV show? So once and once you've got that set up, you can then work. You can just do the each each do whatever special. episode of adventure you want. Yeah, um, but as well as I mean, this is a. I mean, I would say Dan. To be fair, to say it's a TV show stretching a bit because now you're moving into that glorious eighties big budget blockbuster Hollywood movie style that's how i felt with this one it was almost like yeah. Vib- viper leveled up yeah well kind of yeah, this is this is a canon movie to mm. me yeah <laughs> yeah yeah it's kind of like definitely yeah. taking kind of deep draw some sort of 80s action films it's kind of a mix between the two we're trying to bring some of the the sensibilities of both and just kind of make a a, a fun kind of comic but like miller said like you kind of start on one level and then by the end you've got to ratchet it up again to kind of ratch up the action and make it bigger than the uh the, yeah the you certainly go episode. out big man yeah 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 it kind of uh well the, we i think i've told this story a million times but i've kind of decided right the russians are going to be the bad guys in this comic because in 80s action films and tv series they're an easy one to go to and uh yeah. I, I mentioned that in the blurb at the beginning of the book like <laughs> whenever the, when the russians ever done anything dodgy but, uh, at a <laughs> time Unfortunately, the timing wasn't wasn't on your side. No. Nah. Yeah. So uh, obviously, the, the the invasion of Ukraine kicked off when I was kind of just about to kind of start the 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 motion of uh, putting on the Kickstarter and stuff. So I kind of took some advice some of Tony and V, and then said, Let, "Let's just kind of sit on it for a bit." And uh, at the start, we didn't know how long that conflict was going to go going on for. And uh, so for this month, March of twenty twenty three, yeah, it, it's still going on. So we're kind of. Uh, if I'd have waited, I'd still be waiting around. So I kind of went and retooled the book. It was originally called Soviet Strike. I took advice off of Kieran uh, for a couple of names, and he said Crimson Dawn, which is a play on uh, Red Dawn. And yeah. uh, there we go. I, I t- took a few Soviet bits and bobs out of it because I didn't want to kind of feel like that dude who put out that fucking Putin comic <laughs> a couple of months oh, yeah. after. Yeah, which is a yeah. bit money grabbing. Yeah, I didn't like that very much because it was just a. It, that was like a. A stupid hit, you know, an idiot's history yeah. of Putin, wasn't it? It was mm. like a, a cash in, like, you know, just built on the lives of dead bodies in Ukraine. But this mm. isn't that, man. This is no, no, cheap, no. cheap cash in. The, the thing I will say about the, I've got a couple of comments to make about your intro page because I know you just mentioned it there, but I do love it. And the reason I love it is you've got that um, kind of old school Soviet design aesthetic on it, which oh, I yes. really liked. Yeah, yeah. Which is almost uh, like pre war Soviet, isn't it? It's that yeah, it's sort of that, that kind of propaganda stuff. Yeah. Uh, kind yeah. of played with one of them and, and tried to make it look like that as a kind of a give you a bit of a flavor going in of, yeah. uh, of, of the Soviet. It really feel. does. It's just, but very simply and very, you don't, it's almost one of those things, you know, iconography and stuff you take in without realizing it, don't you? That, that sort of red on black thing you've got mm. going on there. Yeah, it really does. And of course, the other thing I like about the, the intro page is you tell people to fuck off. Yeah. So I think that might become a staple. Stop. He didn't start the writers of Night Rider Airwolf for the A Team either, so fuck you, Dan. January twenty three. It's, it's <laughs> kind of like that kind of like bouncy kind of logic they have in these TV shows and films that it doesn't. Sometimes it might not completely make sense, or well, that would never happen. It's like, yeah, yeah I know. It's just it's that's television the, and comics. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, just yeah. whatever, man. Like if it doesn't work, whatever, fuck it. Just yeah. if it gets in in the way of enjoying it, just yeah. 
and I, th- Get, I think this is not the title uh, to do it in but do whatever i think um yeah this intro page i mean we haven't even gotten to the comic yet but um you know you've laid it all out there but you, you also sort of as you say here like i've strived to capture the somewhat warped and strange sensibilities of the tv movies of the age now that's that's exactly what it is and yeah you know, you look back on so many movies from the 80s. I mean, we're 80s kids and, like, you know, we, we love all of that. Um, but certainly there's so much of it that you watch and you just think, oh, crap, you know, it's either like, over, yeah. the t- over the top just swinging dicks everywhere. Mm. Um, I don't mean literally. Well, well maybe. It depends what you watch. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Beginning a bit in uh, Raw Red Heat. Rivani oh, in the sauna. Yeah, yeah, with the hot bit of coal in his fist, and he punches <laughs> a man in the face. Anyway, um, <laughs> but there's that sort of aesthetic. But it was all the eighties was a decade of excess and over the top, and just oh, it's, all, it's all Charlie everywhere, isn't it? Yeah, it's on cocaine, yeah. loads yeah, of yeah. drugs. Yeah, yeah, and um, so that sort of energy is sort of captured in this series. I think um, I try to. Yeah, thank you. Mm. Yeah. Uh... I was thinking of you. I was watching an episode of um, what's that one about the um, the, the stuntman bounty hunter? That's oh, the on. full the full guy, the full guy. Oh, okay. I was watching an episode of the full guy recently, and um, in it, it seemed to be a staple of opening montages of TV series in the eighties, seventies, and eighties. Was there had to be a woman in a bikini? Yeah. And there's always a one in that. And I think Miami Vice had one as well, didn't they? A woman in a bikini. Yeah, I mean, they knew exactly what their audience was and they went for it yeah. every time. And and one, I mean, there's always like a shot of some... Like, there's the reason in this, in uh, the plot, when I was writing the plot, I was like, right, I need a spurious reason to have like loads of women in undress. And it's because <laughs> they go to like a uh, a model show and they go on... Yeah. It's totally ludicrous. It would never... <laughs> but like... <laughs> It's like Miss, Miss, Gla- Miss Glamour America contest, and it's kind of a bit of Miss Congeniality where uh, one yeah. of the team has to pretend to be a model to go undercover. But the, the uh, woman on the cover could easily be Heather Locklear in a bikini, yeah. you know. Yeah. And that for people who see that, think, "Oh, he's got a woman on the bikini," but that's what you're you're taking the piss out of on the cover. Yeah, you? it's kind yeah. of it's, it, it, you've got to know that that's a wink at the audience when I'm doing this kind of stuff. Yeah. I mean, there's a shot in in the it goes into chapter two and they're, they're at the show and it's got a big woman's ass on the left-hand side of the panel. And like the main <laughs> character's kind of like distracted from what he's doing because his partner's talking to him and he's like, Oh, sorry. I was kind of <laughs> lost myself. <laughs> and he's kind of like, a, he's I'm looking at that now. Yeah, yeah. He's like a rooster in the hen house kind of deal. He's yeah. But I try to play with that in the comedy wise where he kind of gets set up as being a, uh, a, a part of the briefing. He says like, you gotta go undercover as this, uh, makeup artist who's like flamboyantly gay because of like flamboyant homosexual you can't be cavorting with <laughs> the models because you're gonna blow your cover yeah. Yeah, yeah and that's like the absolute worst thing you could have oh yeah it's, it's so that, they're thinking together. these are one that they're going to confide in i'm guessing is the idea yeah isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah 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 and so it's, that, it's that whole sort of over the top sort of machismo that fragile sort of yeah you're challenging like, oh, yeah, yes yeah, exactly uh, yeah exactly yeah yeah which which leads us to the big question here man that this is basically about you, isn't it? <laughs> we, we commented on this before a few weeks ago. Where I said, it, "You said it, one one, pa- one picture looks like me." Some, quite a lot of them. I'll be honest with you. Yeah, I I like to. You know, I don't know whether they all look like you, but I like to think that they're you in my oh, head. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. Is that okay? That works for me. Yeah. As long as <laughs> whoever gets your rocks off, man. That's. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, maybe. I kind of sometimes you have to kind of use your kind of yourself as like a, a face to draw from so oh, i think okay. a little bit of yourself does get getting invested into the characters 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's that's somewhere I wanted to ask you about. How much? And I mean this in literal and non-literal, in a way, is how much do we find out? Can we learn about Dan Butcher by reading this comic? Uh, I mean, there's a lot to me. There's I get your humour through it. You know, I get yeah your interest in the sort of TV shows, but I don't know. There's something a little bit more about you. There's a personality in art, isn't there? Sometimes, and I get yeah, that from you. That's a you know. good question. Uh, what could you get from this? I don't know. I'd like to think that you're getting that surface level stuff that I'm doing there, but also kind of like. Uh, you're uh, you're in on the joke with me like yeah we can take this have have fun with this but at the end of the day this is that it's not taking itself seriously i, I, and I think don't that's the important too. thing isn't it that yeah. this is the the way that i would distinguish this from the rest of your work is this is a comedy this is an action comedy now, yeah. Van, vanguard is quite a it's pretty, pretty straight pretty straight pretty serious pretty dark and pretty intense lots of heavy subjects in that as well but this one is just in in the looks that people give each other. Do you know what I mean? In the over the top, I mean, this seems more you, man. I mm. I don't know whether it, it's because um, Vanguard is a multi-character led narrative, and this is more sort of pro- probably just single two three character led narrative, isn't it? I see a bit more of you in this than I do in I Vanguard. I think this the, the the confidence of doing this kind of stuff when you've had years and years of doing it yeah, under your belt. True. Do you know what I mean? Where yeah. kind of Vanguard's kind of like rolled on. And I'm kind of rolling with it to kind of point where we're nearly at the end of it. Uh, I, I kind of started at a point in my life where I'm nowhere near now. So it's it's kind of changed and evolved differently as I've gone along. But mm. do you know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's a tough one. Whereas this one, I've like, right, I'm going to start this here and I'm going to finish here and I can get it all done. And Because because when the, the, the nature of small press these days is you're, you will at some point be standing behind a table holding this in your hand and presenting it to people. And, yeah. you know, it's almost like this, we're, we're selling a personality almost, aren't we, a little mm. bit in a way. Yeah, yeah. I, I see this as, you know, this is you with a big grin on your face selling a comic to me. Yeah. That's how I <laughs> yeah, feel not wrong. Yeah. 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 I've, I've been loving it when people kind of get in it and saying they're enjoying it because yeah. uh, that's what it's all about for me, like having that bit of a, a thrill ride and fun and laugh. and Yeah. Uh, yeah, and it and it's it's funny, but it has layers as well, doesn't it? So you like you say you're in on the joke, but it has lots going on in it. So mm. you're taking the piss out of pop culture in a way with a lot. Yeah, of totally. I mean, there's the bit where they introduce the there's a judging panel at the beauty contest, and <laughs> yeah. like there's like one really outspoken feminist, and she sat next to like an obvious pervert who's been working the the these circuits for years and probably done lots of fucking shady stuff. Yeah. So. <laughs> it's it's like you used to get them on um, I don't you guys are maybe a bit young to remember Miss World and all that sort of thing. Yeah, It'd be like yeah. some glamorous, you know, singer on there and then you'd have mm. some dirty old yew tree suspect, you know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's do, yeah. And it's like so, some girl would win and it's like she might have gone and seen him late at night or something like that. Really that whole not not going into the me too stuff, but like there's some dodgy stuff was going on there, and I'm not exactly yeah. privy to it. We all kind of knew that mm, there's uh, something, yeah, yeah, something's a bit shady here. There's a bit where he says, "I'm giving that performance a nine, but I'd like lo- I'd love to give her one." Yeah, <laughs> and the woman <laughs> next to is absolutely glaring at him. Like, <laughs> Dear God, she says. Dear God. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So, so, like I said, not not kind of serious commentary, but I'm kind of touching on that. That yeah, here's a thing, and uh, moving on. But... I mean, <laughs> with that with that sort of uh, theme and and style in in mind, you know, what were I, I think we we can see like the action movie or the TV show influences, you know, from Airwolf to you know 
the Arnold Schwarzenegger movies, all kinds of things, you know, run through it. But what are the sort of comedic influences in this? You know, the, the tone of voice, um, you know, the satirical nature of it. Like you say, that moment you just mentioned there. What do you think influences that? Those your, kind of moments? Yeah. Oh, man, that's a tough one. That's a good question. Uh, I think uh, Paul Verhoeven stuff, especially Robocop, yeah. have kind of yeah. like uh, juxtaposition this really serious stuff next to kind of not like the Marvel kind of laughing at yourself kind of thing but like putting it up against something ludicrous or kind of farce, like a farce next yeah. to it. It kind yeah. of highlights both of what they are, that there's, fuck me, this bit's quite serious, but then that bit is like uh, just a parody of reality. It's so kind of... But I'm so glad you didn't do that. You didn't go that way of the Marvel fucking oh, totally. snide comment, man. It, no. you know, we've talked about it privately, haven't we? That winds yeah. me up no end these days when they go, oh, you know, you, you know, you won that fight. Oh, we could have had a pizza. Fuck off. Yeah, it's not you know. funny. It's re- it's like low hanging fruit. It's so yeah, it really is. Yeah, this is much better. Yeah, like you say, it... like Verhoeven doesn't do that. He's got an extremely dark sense of humor as well. There's he? no one in like Robocop really making jokes, but it's yeah. just the the kind of the the yeah biting up these scenarios where stuff like that's happening. Yeah. And it's like, oh my god. That's the, that's uh, the thing about the these sort of films. I mean, I, I watched Starship Troopers again recently. We all know how far farcical that is and the satirical nature of it. Yeah. You, you know, the alien you support the aliens more than you do the humans by the end you know, by the end of it. But every single character in that, yeah, they're over the top, but those characters are they're serious in it, if you know what I mean. They're yeah, play, yeah, they're totally, playing yeah, it serious. Playing it straight. It's just the way it's coming across that's like this is ridiculous and they're all they're all yeah. assholes. Oh, oh mate, look. same as Robocop. I guarantee when it came out, yeah. people thought a lot of people just treated it like an action movie. Yeah. Starship Troopers. You know, it's only later that people, you know, who went, no, 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 no. You know, like more the more sort of you know, incisive viewer. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But when you got like kind of the, the Nazi allegories in uh Starship Troopers and then it goes to stuff when their brain's getting sucked out by the bugs. The the idea of the brain getting sucked out, you're like, fucking hell, you're rolling your eyes at it. But when you actually see it on screen, it's horrific. Yeah. Which yeah. is kind of like bloody hell. I mean, they basically walk about in SS uniforms at one point. Yeah. Way, don't they? yeah, yeah, yeah. I think there's like the intelligent officers like that. That's Diggy Hauser. Diggy Hauser. He'll yeah. forever be known as that. One, yeah, Diggy Hauser. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's good stuff. So what? Yeah. Um, because also you between these, like you've obviously been working on like Vanguard constantly. What is it with you and V titles? Dan? Oh yeah. Um, so I said I have to bring out another V. The next one yeah, will be a the, V. The triple V. Uh, yeah, my autobiography, perhaps. Um, anyway, <laughs> scrabble around for another comic title. I can Vixen, <laughs> Vixen. Yeah, there Vixen, we go. Yes, um, yeah, that can be one of those salacious sort of like early nineties erotic thrillers that were on like late at night. Yeah, <laughs> but she also she's also got um, special abilities and climbs rooftops at night. Yeah, being a burglar or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hangs around near a graveyard. See, he writes himself. Yeah, does yeah, it? done. John. <laughs> The thing is, all the cliches do write themselves, don't you? Yeah. You end up like running off listeners and think, hang on, haven't I done okay, a whole yeah. t- season of TV there? Um, yeah. <laughs> but obviously with Vanguard and, and Viper, what techniques or things have you learned from either that you've carried through to the next? Because obviously this is this is out now. But in the making of this, are there any sort of art techniques or writing that is, is going to help you on Vanguard moving forward? Also, the streamlining the production process of getting stuff uh, from paper to page, as it were. Yeah. Kind of just having a workflow and like, right, that's done, that's done, that's done. I've got a checklist of stuff going down. 
yeah just making everything just quicker and faster to put comics out essentially like i did all the art in one go i did all the lettering in one go i didn't piecemeal it as i went along there's some aspects which i was i was a bit looser on the script and this and think right i fill that in say i was drawing a panel i go that could be the joke and then i colored it up and i got it on the page and it only had a loose outline in the script and i was like i had a very specific line for that and i can't fucking remember it now and that was awful so like i've learned from doing that wrong that get the script a lot tighter and then add to the script as you as you're writing or thinking of it because relying on your memory is just foolish nothing's nothing's written in stone with a script i think sometimes no, as well yeah. i just had the, literally just before we came on i was having a chat with helena about the first panel of our new comic and i said i don't in retrospect i'm not sure that we need that that's going to confuse the reader and sometimes it doesn't present itself to you until you see it on paper in front of totally. you, the screen in front of you you know sometimes you see the art and it's like i don't need don't need that line i don't need this yes yeah. it yeah. says it there it says more there than i could ever say with the words we're double bagging stuff sometimes aren't we yeah yeah and anything you just you're muddy in the water so uh yeah boom but i was kind of looking through and i realized that pretty much half this comic is an action sequence as opposed to the the first bit which are kind of uh setting up the story which uh, we haven't told the story which is uh oh yeah there's a pair of soviet twins who are kind of ultra nationalists and they're trying to uh launch a terrorist attack on america and they've got this uh soviet scientist who they've got working for them but they he won't do everything they ask and they're trying to track down his daughter who's been moved to the the, the states as the child and they've found out she's going to be at this beauty pageant so they go undercover uh to try and find her and make this uh professor do what they want the the viper team catch wind of this by chance and they also go on to try and cover to try and sniff them out and uh i love when she first she first puts it to a woman whether she's alina yan yanatov is it Yana yeah Yanatov. the uh she of course she asks her when she's topless yeah that's yeah, happened done. didn't it you know <laughs> <laughs> but she's kind of got like a bit of a, a sexual predator herself the yeah yeah, the, the, the she's got to be Bridget Nielsen, man, isn't she? Yes, she's totally. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's pretty much what I had in mind for playing that character. And uh, Matthias Hughes probably playing the the bloke, the brother. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If you look at him in uh, No Retreat, No Surrender Two, he's an absolute fucking beast in that. Or Shit. Dolph Lundgren. Dolph Lundgren would be a good shot as well. Jesus Christ, No Retreat, No Surrender Two. That's a hell of a fucking poll. A- yeah. Well, that's the if you look on the 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 cover the cover the two guys facing off that's a yeah. homage to uh, No Retreat, No Surrender. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a better than the the second one's better than the first one, I thought. Oh, totally. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The... Don't they go in the jungle in the third one? Is that what happens? I can't remember. They're now. in the jungle in the second it's one. In the second one, that's yeah. right. The first but, one's yeah. got the ghost of Bruce Lee. Yeah, that's it's it. Mental. Yeah. Isn't um, JCVD's in this, He's the, the first one? In that. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, he's kind of the pretty the best thing about the the first yeah, one. You're right. It's odd because the se- the third one has like that Lauren Avenden, the same actor, but he plays a different character. <laughs> so really? it's kind of very confusing. Like you got part three yeah. of the film, and he's a different character, same actor, and completely bonkers fucking story. Yeah, I bought the the box set of those and watched them during lockdown. Yeah, they're nuts. Excellent. Yeah. 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 Cynthia yeah. Rothrock was in the. Uh, sequel as well I remember that. that's right yeah she's on the helicopter with them and stuff yeah. She? Yeah. She, yeah, yeah, yeah does she get shot up if i remember rightly remember. spoilers remember spoilers to yeah. anyone who hasn't watched no retreat no surrender two but yeah she she dies it's about 35 Speaking year of old film <laughs> cynthia rothrock's in um the scott adkins youtube channel he does an interview with her yes yes good one yeah 
the if you look back at, in, in the back of the comic i've got like a teaser for maybe if i do a third one yeah i, I was like pi- yeah. i was picturing the the woman doing the flying kick as cynthia rothrock I, oh, as a homage to that, that character that's totally yeah i can see that she was great man cynthia rothrock yeah. she puts people to shame now bear in mind a lot of it was just genuine there's no very little wire work in a lot of her stuff Fuck, yeah you, great you, yeah you see the clips of um those sort of hong kong movies or like her and michelle yo just absolutely oh that fucking... one where they're fighting around the in that sort of shopping center yeah it's fucking yeah. great and lots yeah. of other people who think they're action stars can fuck off because you just watch that and just think <laughs> that's that's people who know how to do it. they're absolutely <laughs> put themselves through like enormous punishment getting those yeah. films done and yeah, I think they just turned up and said, "You can do this." It's like, "Yeah, well, you're doing it now," and getting getting into these rocks where people throwing kicks at them. And yeah, that's yeah. a baptism of fire because she went over there to make movies, didn't she? Basically, yeah. yeah. She said, "If you can, if I can do it over there, I can do it." You know, yeah. It's a shame because they, that never really translates the the level of kind of choreography. Maybe they they've done it now, but back in the day, the idea of watching a, a an American martial art film over. One from the east is ludicrous. They're, oh, they're mate, it's mad. Now people think fucking Cobra Kai is good kung fu, and I'm like, no, right no, off. Yeah, no. it's not. It's not it. Not it, chief. No. The sounds of the fabric on people's trousers uh, moving isn't loud enough in modern fight scenes. Do you remember? Like, you used to watch. <laughs> yeah. it, all you could hear is like, <laughs> yeah. Oh man, we used to make that noise, and we'd do, you know, the playground at the school after watching something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Doing the moves, so yeah, yeah. I remember yeah. telling someone telling a story about when they went to see Enter the Dragon and they came out and all their mates were just fucking having a tear up in the yeah. street. <laughs> so yeah. Just like saw these people fighting, he came out jacked up, like yeah, kicking and punching. I remember, <laughs> they, remember watching some um, Shaw Brothers movie and someone was using crane style, and in the playground there was a fight and some kid was trying to use crane style in the fight, and I'm like, fuck off, ain't gonna work. <laughs> you haven't put in the prerequisite like thirty years worth of practice. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> trying to snap the bloke's collarbone with his little finger or something. You know, it ain't gonna work, mate. I got to take it out. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of action, though, um, Viper for those who haven't read it is primarily based around an action team and a car and yeah, like, yeah, like, kind of like, the... a, like a supercar basically uh, that fights injustice. We haven't actually mentioned that till now. Yeah. We've got all this way into it. I know, yeah. 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 We've, we, we've, half an hour we've, just yeah, yeah, we, yeah. we've just mentioned the comic, and obviously it's some of our That's the, the name of the book, comic is a car. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But basically, Dan, what is the basic synopsis for Viper the series? Uh, essentially, similar to something like Street Hawk or there's like a super vehicle that they've got that's virtually indestructible, can do all these amazing feats, and they use it to kind of fight crime. Uh, the The main character is like a, a shady... Uh, ex special forces uh operator which they always had in every 80s film and tv series and he's kind of like the pilot and he's got like <clears throat> the co-pilot who's the inventor of it who operates all the weapon systems back at base they get uh in the pilot comic they get the third the second well third person of the team uh, maria lopez who's like a an la police detective and she's kind she, of us maria lopez in a way isn't she yeah. she's the one who sort of says the sensible stuff and yeah she's yeah. kind of like the more grounded sensible one i've, I've yeah. found like all of them have got like a, a bit more extreme where she's a little more dialed down <clears throat> yeah she's right. more of an every person that you can kind of uh go along with and uh yeah she she joins the team and then uh, uh, these adventures start happening with like recruits and dawn and if i do the third one depending on oh i love the idea stuff. of like that's the classic you know, this is a classic TV thing where there's an evil version. Yes. 
Yeah, they always did. David every... Asoff, didn't they? Didn't they have like? Wasn't his evil version had a moustache? Is that right? Yeah, because I've watched some of them in preparation for this, and it, it was more fucked up than I remember it being. I just thought it was an evil version of moustache. It was actually the the, the Knight Foundations, the geese who ran it. He died, and that was his son, Garth Knight. And he, because he was an arsehole, <laughs> he was fucked off. <laughs> so when David Hasselhoff's character, Michael, Michael Long, whatever, he has this injury, they gives him plastic surgery to look like his wayward oh, son. Yeah. Oh, right. That makes sense. That's Isn't that totally to nuts? That's yeah, totally yeah. weird. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, obviously, Garth Knight, the bad one's got a moustache. Yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 it's true. So he's got a facial hair. Yeah. True sign of evil. You could do uh, that Hasselhoff's going like, how do I get into the character? You know, he was such a shit yeah. actor, wasn't he? How yeah. do I get into the character? We'll give him a star. So, oh, well, that's fine. We'll do that then. Just turns yeah. up and go, what are we doing today? You go, Michael. And... you got to put this moustache on. Yeah, right, okay. Bad guy. I'm, in, I'm in character now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For uh, a, a comic that is so very much based around car-based action, how difficult was that for you? With, with car chases aren't easy in comics, no. man. You know. Well, I, I do use 3D in some of those last bits to kind of like help me out, and uh, we're drawing over the top and, and working in stuff. Yeah, but that kind of really helps in trying to get that. Um, so, have you got a 3D model um, of the the Viper car? Yeah, bought that. That's actually a real car called the Vector V8 or Vector W8. It's, oh right, it was a ridiculously expensive car, and they they didn't make many of them. But when I first did the original one, I was like, right, what fucking car looks absolutely awesome? And I went round and saw this and thought, oh, yeah, that looks good. I'll, I'll have that one. So yeah. uh, oh, cool. got a model of that and it kind of pimped it out a bit. And that's that's the Viper. I, so I, if, you I really, got me, sorry. God, if you really wanted to, you could <laughs> spend hundreds of thousands of pounds. If you want to fucking your cosplay, own. be a proper yeah. cosplayer, buy yourself a, <laughs> a Vector W8. It looks lovely, the car, but yeah. It's... yeah. Have you ever seen one in real life? No. That'd no, be cool, was... wouldn't it? We get a picture of you standing next to it. That'd yeah. Be cool. yeah. Kind of sheepishly standing next to it, like I yeah. <laughs> I own it. Mate, if I give you a fiver, can I sit in your car? In the no, car. Fuck off, no, get away no. from me. Go away. <laughs> <laughs> so the lights just about to go green. Can you fuck off? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Words for Instagram. <laughs> I get like 10 likes. It's... <laughs> There's, yeah so there's kind of i won't spoil it for people that read it but uh they're they're searching for her daughter and there's there's a hint in the comic that the the person who's there all the time and there's the daughter uh i can't really tell you on on air in the show because it would spoil it for people reading it you okay find out, find, I, I t- you have to wait for that one off air or read the comic that's there uh, you go I, without any spoilers towards the end, man, I did cheer. I knew this was fucking coming when there's the Soviet attack chopper bears. Yeah, it's the like, you. I, I thought he's got to do this, and then, but you this. spend a you spend a page introducing it, which is fucking lovely. Yeah, yeah. we kind of like have to like, where's this going to go at the end? There's going to be a big build up, and it's like, right, yeah. got this turning up. It's like fucking hell. Okay, nice. And I thought, where, where else can have it? Like this, the 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 floodplains in LA. Oh, that's really like just seventies. 70s Starsky and Hutch, yeah. 80s, you know, there's all that they always went there, didn't they? Because it must be easy to film, I'm guessing. Must be, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. If you kind of like knew that area, you'd be like, none of this makes any sense. There's no geographical, they'd always end up having a car chase along there, wouldn't they? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's like, what a better place to do that. And, yeah, and there was another kind of design wise, the first book was pretty much all at night, and I was like, right, I want this to be kind of like 
early evening so get more that kind of outrun feeling of sunsets and oh, interesting uh okay. sort of changing the palette up so yeah. none of it's really at night it's all kind of i didn't really think about that but early yeah, evening is... afternoon yeah the old magic hour thing yeah. so ne- next yeah. one i'll do during the day or something and yeah, yeah the first one is sort of like really plays into that sort of neon you know la nights kind of style isn't it but this one is is more like california sunsets and things like yeah. that and it's sort of Oh, interesting. Uh, yeah. So it, yeah. It, it took me fucking long time to get this out. It became a real, not a chore at the end, but just, you know, when you're kind of slogging away and it's like, mm. right, got but, this to do, got that to do, got yeah, <laughs> whatever. Yeah. And, to, to focus on that, because like, obviously it wasn't a chore, it was a passion project, but no matter how passionate about uh, you are about any project, I know there's lots of probably creators listening to this, there is a point when the end seems further away and you're like mm. oh god um i've still got so much to go uh, the end result the ends justify the means always yeah always but you know at what kind of points did you actually sort of because like what you've got here is a glorious technicolor 60 page action comic front front to back just awesomeness but I think it's interesting. I, I think it's important for people to hear that you know we see the finished product, but it is hard. It is hard work. It's hard work. It, yeah, you know. it's really fucking hard work. So and we've all done comics, and you kind of know that. Yeah. At some point, it's like you just got to get the the discipline kind of kick in. Yeah. And just get it done. You got. You can't think. Oh, I don't feel like doing this now, or maybe yeah. I'll try something else. It's like there's there'll always be like a million and one ideas you want to do, and you want to get working on but you've got to kind of focus and say right i'm going to finish this off before i do anything else because if you have that attitude to everything you start doing you'll get nothing done and Never nothing completed. Anything finished, yeah. yeah there's a lot of people out there who do that now. if you yeah. kind of just go with flights of fancy and what you feel like doing at the time you're going to get ruled over by your emotions and like you say what you feel like you've got to concentrate day. on the back of the net man that's what you've got to do exactly you know yeah 100 so is that is so when you you found those sort of stumbling blocks is that is it the finish line that that helped you sort of get through or was it just putting your head down and just grinding through it i found it harder at the end when you got to bring it all together really? I had what, like what, loads when, of... when all the artwork was done and everything or was it well kind of yeah like i don't i wasn't working for the start of the book and end at the end it was kind of like attacking all different bits at different times so right i'd, I'd have a majority of the pages then and i'd be lettering stuff and then it's like fuck i've got to do the intro page oh, i've got to do the outside back cover the inside back cover and just bits and bobs like i had to keep it like a, a quite a long list of jobs that needed doing on it and just meticulously try and work my way through getting did, it done did you ever think about like farming certain bits out i know you've got artists doing like i don't know variant covers or pinups and stuff things like that yeah but um some of the other belt and braces part of a comic book or is it just because you're so used to it you know there's a certain ownership to that kind of work that you there is and it becomes it, it becomes more complicated when you start getting for me at least when more people involved and especially something like this say i've got like a, a singular vision i want to bring to fruition it's like yeah. I feel like as m- more people that get involved, the more it moves away from that. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 totally. Uh, but like when it we're dilutes going to, it a little bit, almost, yeah, yeah, because it can't be all from you. But 
it's, you have to make those compromises sometimes. But then I've done group projects and I've understood that when you're going in, it's like we're going to get the best out of everyone and make this what it is. But on this, it had to be all me. I couldn't. Yeah, it's a whole it, different kettle when it's not a collaboration. Isn't yeah. It? It's, uh, yeah. It's almost like a braver thing to be involved in because if it fails, it's all on you, man, you know? Yeah. So They say that thing of horses, was it a camel's a horse designed by a committee, which is very unfair yeah. on a camel. Yeah. <laughs> do, do you think like for future sort of viper installments um you'll stick to this you, you know you or or will you be open to sort of getting other people to do because sometimes we get other people to do things it changes the style of things as well that that's the yeah thing with not me, massively is the consistency mm. a, a, a thing with me as a creator is just the consistency of issue one being like issue three or you know whatever. yeah um so do you well, think... I think as well you've got something in your head when you're yeah. you know coming up with something you see it visually don't mm. you and for you yeah. guys it's it, it should be that you know mm. towards the end you know there'll be variations on it but you, you kind of got that consistent vision for me it's slightly different because i'll write something and hand it yeah. off to someone and it becomes it almost visually becomes something different yeah you know but yeah you got you got to kind of have that but you can kind of change kind of because you've if you've written something to someone I think it's going to be like this. And then they come back with something. So I hadn't considered that whatsoever, but it's fucking amazing. It's kind of taken your idea. And uh, I feel like as a a writer, when you've got that thing of you're working with the artist, you kind of got to take it for what it is. Does that make sense to you? Does that how you work? Yeah, totally. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. It's a collaboration. So I'm trusting that person to do something and adding something to it, I suppose. You know, I feel like if I I could quite easily do, I've got something come up in the future where I'm just doing the writing and someone else is doing the art that i have to say more about that when the project comes to fruition but uh you gotta let um, it go a little bit more yeah indeed yeah. yeah you kind of just like well i'm handling the writing bit i've got to make the writing bit as best as i can and then when the artist picks up the baton it's all on them i help them out as much as possible but yeah it's over to them and you can say hurry up art yeah, hurry up. yeah. yeah. <laughs> i've got that uh gif of the whip being lashed <laughs> yeah. i was sending that to yeah. people yeah. <laughs> I mean, you do you do hand some of this off. So, if I'm 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 traveling back tomorrow, but I'm in Spain at the moment, and I couldn't bring any of the pinups out with me because I thought I'd get nicked by customs. Uh, <laughs> I've but, got a um, list of the people who helped me out on the book. Go on in, let's have oh, it. Yeah. yeah. So I've got Tom Curry who did a fantastic like video game. Just literally uh, looking at his stuff. Yeah, I was looking at it. So yeah. he's kind of done. Um, you've got chapter breaks, haven't you? In this, and each chapter break has got um some form of sort of um f- fake advert or something like that, hasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, so we've he's got done one Crimson video Dawn, the video game. Yeah, yeah, like he used to get back in the the eighties comics, eighties nineties comics. You get like the the Super Nin- the Nintendo one, where, where the cover game. of the game looked amazing, and then it's just yeah. a load of dots on a screen. And <laughs> That's exactly it. it. Yeah. Yeah. And you yeah. read the blurb, and you go, "Fucking <laughs> hell, getting this fucking game!" And yeah, then... <laughs> this is totally immersive. Yeah. <laughs> so I've got Tom did some fantastic pixel artwork for that, uh, and we've got Kieran Squires. I wanted to knock up an old school kind of annual that you'd get for christmas yeah from your mum and dad about a tv series and when you opened it up it bore very little resemblance to and was usually pretty fucking boring yeah pretty yeah. Boring. Yeah. you get like a kind of a word search and some tech story that someone in the office is probably <laughs> banged out as it doesn't yeah. feel like this at all yeah. uh i've got anna who goes under the name of black eyed moth on uh twitter who done the pin-up when he's on white uh, okay Law done the the pen and ink from where he's colored it which is fantastic. Grant yeah. Richards did the uh, cover B and I've popped that in as a black and white pinup because I wanted Grant's just artwork on its own. It's great, man. Black and white. Isn't yeah. it great? I, I really yeah. struggled with colouring in his work because it felt like I was doing it a disservice by even colouring it, but 
I, I was looking at that um, Iron Man he put up. To, yes, was it oh, yesterday lovely. on Instagram? Yeah. Fucking hell. It's absolutely lovely. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And uh, Damien Edwards said as well, did one of the uh, NSFW pin-ups. <laughs> Cheers, Damien. <laughs> Good man. So I've got no compunction about, like, if that helps get the comic printed, I'm going to put in uh, not safe for work pin-ups. Well, it's, in, it's, part, it's not as if you're doing a Care Bears comic, man, is it? It's, no, exactly. It's part and yeah, part, part of the story. Course. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's part of it. Not doing a Care Bears yeah. story. Next, that's the next. That's I, the one he can't I, talk I, about. I, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I want to <laughs> see that. Dan Butcher's Care Bears. Care Bears boning from behind. Oh, my God. <laughs> I you, have se- of... you, oh, you have sex with a woman in this comic. That's what I'm saying. Dan Me? has sex with a lady. Yeah, yeah there is a sex scene in this comic. My theory that is you is... Carries on into the fact that you have sex with a lady. The, the, the one moment uh, I think for me uh, is very much Dan Butcher. He's written it in the way that he would say it uh, as well. Yeah. Towards the end, he uh, <laughs> Sloan says something, and uh, his partner slaps him. Well, um, he says, "Oh, you won, Lopez. I won. I I can't believe it. Really? <laughs> no." And then she fucks him and he goes, uh, she uh, slaps him and he goes, <laughs> fuck no. <laughs> and I can hear Dan saying that. Yeah. Just, uh, yeah. No. All the while looking behind him at the door. Yeah. M- m- mid laugh going, <laughs> fuck no. Fuck no. <laughs> um, yeah. But that's the character. He's a dick. Like you can, it's great. Yeah. It's great to kind of play that out and write. Yeah. It's so yeah. much fun to write characters like that. Yeah. Probably- that's an interesting one. Do you, does a character have to be likable to be readable? I'm going to say no. No. Yeah, I've I've hear this all the time. Yeah. I didn't really like the central character. Well, who cares? Yeah, it's kind of you got to see something in him. I mean, he has like uh, he's gonna be an absolute dickhead, but like he's, a hero. he's on the up and up. Yeah. He's a hero. I, yeah, I think that depends on the context of the main character. It does, because well, yeah, yeah. like for instance, you know, that you could say this about Sloane. I don't like him, but he's infinitely readable interesting because, yeah, yeah. because he's fun. Yeah. he's an asshole you know exactly what he is yeah but when there's characters like oh here's like the hero of the comic i don't like them you got yeah. you got a problem yeah i think more, yeah. more because we yeah. we don't like them but that also unbalances the way we're reading it sometimes yeah. Yeah. yeah if they're meant to be a hero but we think they're a fucking back talking twat yeah. then it's going to put you off in it but here i think like if you're reading a comic that follows a serial killer you know, then you're not good. You're not going to fucking like him. Do you know what I mean? No. I just think this is a narrative we're seeing creeping into comics at the moment. Is you know, I've seen it in a couple of reviews recently. We said, oh, I didn't really find the like the character likable. Well, that that doesn't matter. Yeah. You yeah. know, is he is he meant to be likable? Is your first question. Yeah. You know, is it, he really a hero? Is he interesting? It should yeah. be your first. Question. There's stuff I've read where they kind of it's not so much that they've made them unlikable. The way it's been written hasn't been to make you unlikable. They've just written a very unlikable and un. Yeah. Yeah, kind of yeah. relatable character that just like, who the fuck is this? It's, they're really annoying and just bland. I, I yeah. love reading about bastards. Yeah, yeah. But, but, but that's also on another side to that, and uh, a problem with like a lot of villain writing these days because they're tr- they're you know trying to make them more heroes or anything. There's these horrible people, yeah. and they try to write them likable. Yeah. yeah, it takes it away from them, doesn't it? The, the yeah. reason that a lot of people like these people is because they're assholes. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, that's part of it. But, like, you know, they try to make heroes out of the villains too much now. Where sometimes mm, yeah. it should be, yeah, I'm just an asshole. Yeah. Do you know what I mean, there's, there's, there's no other way around it. If you, And then as a reader, if you're drawn to that character, like you say, they've got to be interesting, don't mm. they? Yeah. The... I do like an exp- thing where I've got, like, say you've got a line of 10 centimetres tall 
And at the top of the line, you've got the hero character. That's the, what they're going to be. Bottom line's the evil. And the midpoint is kind of like the average person. So how do you make that hero character be more appealing and more heroic? You could try and boost his line to make it taller. But inevitably, you're going to get to a point where, like, this is fucking, he's just a goody two-shoes. This is crap. The way around it is to make the villain's one a lot deeper. So that drops, like, 20 centimeters. So everything that villain does like frames your okay. guy's good guy response as fucking great because if you got some guy going around shooting dogs and running over old people and the good guy kind of like saves the dog if you know what i mean that it makes them look so much better it's, it's easier yeah. to make the the bad guy look badder to make the hero look gooder rather than the other way around okay yeah it's interesting balance you got there yeah yeah so like just have the, the the bad guys be absolute shits but yeah I, I feel like kind of thing of making your bad guys relatable people have taken that it, the, that advice wrong and yeah we, we, we we've said how many years we've we been saying there's no good bad guys loads yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so like you, 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 something happens to him and he goes around fucking murdering everyone yeah uh you, you don't want that to be understand we well, can understand why he's got the motivation to do so but you shouldn't say oh yeah he's totally justified in going around murdering everyone that's the right yeah. thing to do that's <laughs> i mean not, i find, I find a lot i find a lot of people in your comic very likable i'm just going to quote a couple um emma cloutier um emma has a 36 inch bust i find her quite likable to be honest okay. with you okay right. um right. they uh in part of the, the theme uh, they, they go down the line <laughs> didn't they of uh there's yeah. all the contestants lining up and the, the, the commentator is like very misogynistic and just is, uh, listing their physical traits. It's and, like... fucking... and here's Ali Smith from Texas. I'm sure there's a few fellas that have a longhorn you'd love to ride her, honestly. <laughs> but that's the sort of thing they used to say. If you ever watch these yeah. 70 sleazy Miss World things, they go, God, oh, yeah. she's, you know, she's got a lovely personality while they're staring at her boobs or something. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, it's like sleaze it... festivals, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. it's like just cringeworthy. Like, it's weird because at the time when you were like a younger guy, a lad, whatever, I didn't really think anything of that. But the the change in the times and you are back and you're like, fucking hell, how'd they get away with that? Yeah. It's nuts. Yeah. Like yeah, what, we, what are we doing now that they look back and in 30 <laughs> years thinking, what the bloody hell? Yeah. Speaking of which, if you could go on a weekend to Ibiza with anyone in the comic, who would it be? Sloan. Okay, Sasha. I'll go away with Sasha. Really? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sloan. Very yeah, you get some right old antics. Imagine would the boys weekend there. Would you just be cleaning up after him? Maybe. That, you'd both Maybe have that off. look like that post orgy look when you get but when you get off the plane on the way home. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'd go away with <laughs> Sasha, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Well, she's got kind of a background for that as as she'd be as good at going go clubbing with clubbing with her, walk around her not not, you know, exhibition. Yeah, there you go. That'd be great. Yeah. Vince. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> Jenny Mitchell. He'd go away with Jenny Mitchell. <laughs> 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 uh, I, I, I go away with the car. Who wrote the book? Let's kill the all men now. Yeah. The car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the car. <laughs> Jenny, for our first judge is outspoken feminist activist and author of Let's Kill All Men Now. Please welcome <laughs> Jenny Mitchell. <laughs> oh, after a triple heart bypass and clearing several sexual misdemeanor lawsuits, welcome back to our con to a contest, a legendary panel judge with over 40 years' experience. Way low. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so it's it's all in there. Some of the personalities in this comic that you shall be buying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fuck it, I mean, I tell you, I messaged you, didn't I? When I read, I read this. I liked before the podcast. I like to go away and find somewhere quiet 
to look like read the stuff we're going to talk about. And uh, I was fucking laughing. I, was, I think I was sat in Starbucks somewhere just laughing. I'm just looking at a panel where she says, uh, like, they got the Russian special forces running around. And I was like, well, who is this bloke? And he's like, who cares? He's a fucking commie. We find him <laughs> and we put him in the ground. Easy. <laughs> it's that kind of attitude. Of this doesn't. Yeah. 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 Isn't there a group of female assassins called the Swallows? Yeah, they're like yeah. the sex. That's uh, actually legitimate. Like, I looked what, at that. Okay. Are, are they genuinely like um, yeah. the Soviet Union sexpionage? Yeah. On the banks of one of the rivers. Did you ever yeah. think you were going to write that in a comic book? The word no. sexpionage. <laughs> no. Sexpionage, no. yeah. Sexcapades with Daniel Butcher. Hang on. Are they, uh, actually, are they actually called swallows? Yeah, that's, they're swallows. That's the. No, I are you not... fucking winding this up? Is this you putting this on? Look it up. Google it. Okay, all right, all right. I, I tell you what, I did not. <laughs> the, the one thing I didn't think I was going to get from Viper Crimson Dawn was his, his historically accurate background. Yeah, yeah. Soviet I Russia did, historical lesson here. I did research <laughs> into it and sort of looking yeah, yeah. around, like with the same with the backstory of uh, Ivanov, the the main guy. Like looking around, there's uh, an attack on. Taji's palace in Afghanistan. It was absolutely okay. brutal by the Russians. And I was like, well, he's going to be involved in that then. So there was sort of nods to uh, events that happened. Obviously not canon, but <laughs> you know what I mean? Like just there's a little bit, a little sprinkle of realism. So you kind of, there's a, there's a point where you can relate it back to. Yeah. And yeah, during those, good. those important sort of scenes where they're, they're laying out sort of like character, you know, those character sort of, extrapolations and there, there's the classic sort of like we need to be careful that you know we don't want to start an international incident later on there's fucking choppers and there's yeah. fucking explosions it's <laughs> just fucking because that's where that the kind of the the, the uh tv movie philosophy come in like the fbi wouldn't let three people go in undercover no. on a thing like that it'd be shadowing them they'd know everything about them. they wouldn't be able to get into the country yeah. yeah. did. how it's did ridiculous. he get all the id that needed yeah. how exactly. did he go in you know you just how did he get an attack belief. chopper into the yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but, but also there's the sort of there's the tidy up at the oh. end isn't there because most like us tv shows like the classic ones and like i, I know it's watching a lot of like next generation as well there's there's a lot of like 45 minutes of it is the big build up and a bit of action and build up and build up and build up. Yeah. And then it was all sorted in the end. Yeah, it's all fine. No, yeah. <laughs> and then, like, yeah. the aftermath is just sort of, and then we all had a nice cup of tea. Uh, yeah. yeah, I love the ones that freeze frame on them, like raising a toast, or yeah. laughing at each other in the last panel, and then the credits come up. I love that's so cheesy. That's what yeah. kind of that's done this, like someone yeah. watching a video of like they play at the start and then pause at the end where the, the the associate producer credit comes up and he's getting chased around they're all laughing i mean there i can i can hear the saxophone the saxophone yeah. that kicks in with the synth <laughs> then the, she keeps the, she the final line is almost she kept talking about the one the one session you had during the show she seems smitten yes boy get in there <laughs> i tried uh, that line took me a long time to write because i was like i was trying to sit there left there's no kind of wiggle room like he he was sleeping with a contestant and yeah yeah he shouldn't have been and yeah exactly yeah, yeah. he's overstepping there so. yeah <laughs> yeah yeah but the, uh, the but she, kind of, you... Go she gets her back on him because for kind of this being generally a bit of a shit to her by winding her up about the contest and yeah. stuff and and lopez is kind of one of the big heroes i mean she does most, a lot of the work in this doesn't that, she she, yeah, she yeah, puts that woman's the... head she smashes that woman's head off and all sorts of yeah. yeah that was like, the important thing her... about this series 
and one of the things I liked about the original, you know, I saw it quite clearly in the original with the script and everything. Obviously, he's the big testosterone, steroids, machismo, but the person who's like Lopez is almost the reader and the viewer and the normal person. Yeah, she's the only normal person in this fucking crazy world. Crazy world. But you man, know. if you read this and think it's serious, you're fucking you're, you're, you're nuts. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I can't, if you don't yeah. spot the satire in this, you're yeah. Right. Well, if you read it and think yeah. that oh, this book came for you, I can't help you. Yeah. I don't know. What to say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, uh, extra points for <laughs> Sloan uh, cutting his pizza with a pair of scissors. Yes. Um, extra yeah, po- nice. extra points to cool any listeners. Do that. Any listeners who know what that is a reference to, I'll just leave Maybe. that there. You Did you? I'm not sure if you can see it too well. The uh, oh man, it's not in that panel. There's uh, the pizza box has got atomic pizza on it, and there's a picture of uh, atomic Hercules. Oh, oh no, where's yeah. that? Missed that. That's where's that? Yeah, in the first yeah. first couple of pages, when he's he's got the pizza box. When they're having the if you look at the box uh, lid at the Viper Command Center, when they're yeah, he's eating pizza. There's one that hasn't got it where I missed it, which is a bit of a pain. But uh, all the rest of them have got it on it. One thing I meant uh, to ask no, about this, Dan. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, see it now. Yeah, fucking yeah. hell. Oh, nice one, mate. That's the drawing you did for us, didn't you? <laughs> yes. That's the, yeah. the art you did for us. Oh, yeah. brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Um, I need to well, dig the digital out of that as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's after the Polaroid of the lady taking yeah. the top off, which I did appreciate. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's why I missed it. I was concentrating on that Polaroid of the lady yeah. taking the top off. Are you sure you got that bit red? Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, there is a panel where, I mean, Sloan's a big fella, a big fella. Yeah, he kind of the like the size goes up and down as they kind of need to in in the the comic. But yeah, he's a, he's a chunky boy. He's a That's chunk- comics for you though, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. he's, he's yeah, a chunky yeah. boy. There's a pe- there's a slice of pizza in this that looks like like a crisp. <laughs> yeah, he's like he's like is cut it, it down. In, in is he in, cut, does he cut his pizza that small? Yeah, in what vibe, a maniac. In, uh, <laughs> in Cobra, he like chops off basically like pretty much an eight for the pizza. Yeah, he cuts and, off the end, doesn't he? It. Yeah, it's just like why. It doesn't make any sense. But... <laughs> Don't eat the crust, man. Yeah. He gets an egg box out the fridge, an empty egg box, and it's got his gun cleaning kit in it. So why, why, why is this? Cobra's crazy. <laughs> it's I saw crazy. someone talking about Cobra being a Giallo movie the other day, and I kind of make them right because it's so fucking weird. Well, yeah. the slasher bits, definitely. Yeah. They're really yeah, over yeah. the top. Yeah, yeah. That's an interesting one. I suppose the other question, man, is so you've almost had to temper expectations on this because of the almost a year delay on it haven't you yeah you know it's so were you tempted to put it out on patreon and stuff like that did that cross your mind at any point no i was gonna i was always gonna stay the course and do yeah. like this i wanted it to, to, to cut I, I i'm doing vanguard as the, the web comic but i really want to go back to a here's the whole comic just yeah. release it in one go but i'm going to see vanguard out and make sure it goes the same way of just two pages a week till it's done yeah, but I'd yeah, rather do this of like yeah. having an issue or two a year of a comic and it when Vanguard's done, I'm gonna to move to that format of like having a comic or two a year and just releasing yeah. it in one go. I find that. Because you have to be careful opinion. with it as well, almost like not over talking it when you know you've got that delay on it, don't you? You know. Yeah. You talk about it too much and everyone's like, oh, fuck me, he's still going on about that or do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's, it's... I think that's one of the problems with Kickstarter I find is for, for stuff like yours that you know comes out you know when expected and mm. stuff that's fine but if you've got to wait a long time for it i almost lose interest in it sometimes yeah yeah you know so tempering expectations and you know sort of working out when this is going to come out and stuff i think it's important to build up interest in it you mm. know? yeah you kind of got to plan it when it kind of yeah 
from when you do it and when you start building up the hype at the right point because you want to don't want to go too mad and then fucking people will wait months and months for it to, to yeah well, i see that out. quite a lot with people who go on on and on about kickstarter and then you think well it's not even active yet you know yeah so there's one going at the moment that hasn't even started yet and I, I keep seeing adverts for it and i keep clicking on it and it hasn't started yet and i'm like what honestly you do that thing like notify but i think like you could you should save that kind of thing for the yeah the you've got campaign. to because you? you know you're going to bore people's heads off aren't you you know with but- like I say, you kind of get people so fired up and all they can do is click on and notify me on launch. You kind of want to, <laughs> yeah. you want to get them fired up. So they, go, yeah, fuck it. I'm going to go in on the, the that's got to be like a week before. I think, I don't, I think, I don't think you can give it any longer than that. I think if it was a month before, it's far too long. Mm. You know, it's tricky as well doing the whole Kickstarter. Like that's a whole thing in itself, trying to work out your campaign and how you're going to run your campaign. And yeah. uh, I was bending many people's ear about what, what I should and shouldn't do. For me, if you're going to run a campaign, you should have some something for a couple of quid going all the way up to something for a fair bit of change. Right. If, okay. if someone wants to buy the one of the fair bit of change, that's their, their money. They can choose that and you can give them the reward. If you, if you get loads of people doing the, the smaller one, fine. But you know, you've got to kind of give them that range of what you're going to back them on. You know, if someone comes to your campaign, is like, oh, I want to spend 50 quid on Dan's campaign, but the only thing I can spend is a tenner. They're yeah. only going to spend a tenner. So... What did you offer as the higher tier stuff on this man? It was uh, an original art tier of like a ah, hand drawn ink drawing. You reckon uh, that went quite quickly, didn't you? I did. I think I offered five and did four of them. They went really quickly. This went, and I didn't ever do the fifth one. But right, that 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 was fucking tough. Because <laughs> I've, you know, we was kind of taking the mick out of like doing digitally and then going back to traditional. There's times when I've done the fling, the finger flick on the paper. To zoom it up like you do on the iPads, <laughs> yeah, it's out of muscle yeah. memory. Yeah, it's like, yeah, I can't do that here, mate. I, in reality, people are standing in front of me. I try and swipe them out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> Turn the volume down on them. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Mute. God. So, so, people, see the people in the restaurants. Mute. Yeah. <laughs> we had uh, real pain in the ass with the postage, as you guys have kind of been aware yeah. of. Like, it went into the the post office. And it took over a fortnight for people to be getting their stuff in the UK. And I was getting reports of people having the States who'd already got this. I was like, this is fucking nuts. The postal service is like in a bit of a mess and I'm not having a pop at them for whatever reason. It's just, that's the way it is. They got strikes going on and, and various bits and bobs, but it's frustrating when like it's a drip feed of stuff. And I'm thinking, when are people going to get these comics? I've posted them over a week ago and no one's got any. I, I yeah, I know it's. I know I'm not in your position, man. But I know you kept saying to me as you arrived, yeah, and I, I felt like saying, "Man, it'd be a, it'd be a yeah, as, you know." Because say if they all go, the, the, those thoughts are like, say they all go missing, and yeah, yeah, I've got to take a bath on like 500 pounds worth of print or so. You're like, fucking hell, it's yeah. it, it's just it's not the kind of game if you've got a nervous disposition doing a kickstarter mm, i've got yeah, to say i know yeah yeah it isn't yeah but i mean luckily mine arrived before i came on holiday which is a good thing so boom I take it away with me so that's, that's that, ideal what was that like though like um was it difficult figuring out like international postage and stuff for like print copies etc i did a flat rate of i think it's like seven quid uh you work out essentially what the comment's going to be with a few extras i kind of done it with if they bought issue one two and a load of extras, it wouldn't go over that limit. So I kind of covered myself. If you look up on the, the Royal Mail website or whoever you're posting with, you can kind of get weights and sizes. Yeah. So you don't go over that. Be careful of that because, as people said, you can get stung. 
Like if yeah. you're going to run in a campaign now, the prices are going up in April. So yeah, if you're there's a big, there's a big conversation going on on that Timothy Truman. You know, I told you about the Scout one. Yeah, yeah. four out four years and change old. But the um, he's 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 getting to be quite argumentative on the page at the moment and um, okay. replying to people rather than putting updates up. And someone said, look, I'm you know I wonder whether the money's been spent by now. And mm. he's like straight in, you know, without doing an update, he's just replying to comments and saying, you know. No, well, you're wrong because you know I've put that aside and all this sort of thing. And um, okay, you put aside the money was which was from four and a half years ago, but post has gone up significantly. A lot, hell of a lot. Yeah, you're easy to end up taking a bath on that. That's going to be like I've opened up a big cartel store, and I thought this is what roughly would cost to send books overseas. Uh, I went down the post office and to send four Vanguard books overseas, they wanted fifty something pounds. And yeah. I was like, "Holy fuck, that's yeah. ridiculous!" That's like, why we need these distros, like um, for yeah. their press, and you know, yeah. this is why we need them because yeah. otherwise, we can't afford to send to Canada and America and all these. Sort no, of it's just you can, if when the postage has been more than the books you're actually sending, yeah, it's just uh, it becomes untenable. That's why I pretty much do every uh, Kickstarter for like overseas stuff as digital because. I'd love those books in print. Love them. Like that yeah. Max Smith, the, the scurry ones. But yeah. The, the cost of shipping it over is brutal. Yeah. Yeah. That's been uh, picked up by Image now, though, isn't it? Isn't it? Oh, is fantastic. It? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Scurry's like they're doing bigger print. I think it's. I can't imagine why it wouldn't is it be. Skybound? Skybound, I think. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I mean, it does, affect the, it does affect the Kickstarters now, doesn't it, as well? Because I'm not going to back it because I'm going to expect it to be pro- a lot of this stuff probably in Diamond. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, yes. Okay. It's a weird one, isn't it? Crowdfunding. It's yeah. it's such a tumultuous <laughs> landscape, as it were. It's and it's another one that's splintering, a bit like social media. It's sort of splintering, isn't it? Another. You know, we're watching crowdfunded. You know, Zoop, which we've talked about the last couple of weeks. You know, this sort of thing. All these new people are, are propping up. Mm. You know, and, and they're and they're causing it to be a diversified field. So they're going to have to be more competitive. I yeah. Think. I think that crowdfunder came out and said, like, we don't want anyone from this particular comic creation group. And I was like, that I I don't like that because as soon as you start saying, I'm not going to take your business if you're a certain way, it's like, oh, okay. Is that way? Is that how it works? Well, we're going that way, man, where, oh, if you follow such and such on Twitter, if you do this, you know, it's like, it's just become a childish fucking landscape. Yeah. We can't afford it's, it, man. As an industry, we can't afford it. No, God, just no. make it's, it like we do. We talk about the comics, and that's all you got to talk about. Yeah. Fuck everything else. Hundred percent agree. Yeah, couldn't, couldn't agree more. T. Thank you, babes. But you got. I mean, <laughs> I mean, speaking of comics, like you've got to get your hands on Viper. Yeah. Really, oh, thank you. Yeah, you, you do really. And Sasha, do. it's <laughs> it's on sale now on the uh, the online store, so, so you can. <laughs> But in terms of speaking of that, Dan, sorry to inter- interrupt because no um, obviously you had your Kickstarter. Um, at what point do you factor in this is when it's going to be widely available? This is when it's going to be on other platforms. Um, at, well, at, could, after, after like Kickstarter, the yeah. Kickstarter people will get it. Do you know what I mean? I'm hoping that everyone who's got their Kickstarter should have come through or be coming through now. You can get it digitally and print. Print version, digital version through the, the DC publishing stuff. I won't put it on any other platform for at least sort of six months or so. Uh, yeah, I'll I make think sure. that's a decent thing to do, yeah. isn't it? Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Everyone's got their copy, and 
it's all sorted. Yeah, uh, that's a big that's a big bugbear of people who back stuff, you know. And I think when you back stuff, almost it's like you're you're helping that person create a comic. I understand. You you should be number you know? one fucking priority. Like yeah, you should be yeah, yeah. first in line over every yeah. single one else. When it really chasing me ass when you read those stories about oh no, we had to make sure the shops get it. So like, well, the shops didn't fucking weigh up up front. That I didn't yeah. pay for it, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Or, or, be... or the oh well, uh, you know, production has halted because another job came in. Hang on. Oh yeah. I've already paid for my job. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair, fair enough. Everyone needs to make a living and stuff, but there's certain commitments, and you know, it's like you borrow money off someone and then say, "Well, I've got to pay so and so first back before I pay you." Yeah, exactly but, yeah, that. But, That's exactly yeah. you know, yeah, yeah. no ways around it. That's exactly what it is, isn't it? Yeah, you know, it we, doesn't we, seem right. I've you know, I've sent you my money, which is not. I don't. I earn it. You know, it's quite yeah. fucking hard yeah. to earn. Yeah. In an order, so to help you make your comic, you know, yeah, and yeah. then you're saying, "Well, no, yeah." <laughs> yeah, of course. Like the real life things, you know, um, health and all of that, that that and loss and you know that factors into. Oh it. man, I f- yeah. fully accept that things yeah. get you know get in the yeah. way, mm. but the, I've I've got no problem with that, and I, you know yeah. certainly certainly there's some that are stupidly delayed. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, like I've had a couple of people reach out and they've had misprints in their book. I've just completely just package up everything and then resend yeah. it back out. So if you're one of those people, there's only a few of them. You'll, you'll be getting a next uh, completely new book, new prints, new everything uh, next week. And yeah, do whatever you want with the old one, I guess. Well, we did that with our <laughs> anthology. I know we didn't kickstart it, but there's a couple of people who they'd have their, their, the envelope had been ripped open or something like that. Yeah, you know? so it happens, like, man. Like, set, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's not so much that things will go wrong, it's how you handle the aftermath and, 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 and that situation. You, know, you can't yeah. stop things going wrong, but you can do your best to try and remedy it and, and yeah. trying to. Just reaching out, and replacing stuff is the bare minimum, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I think so. You got you got to think of yourself as if you were a shop. You know, what would a shop do? Yeah, you know. Well, yeah. What do you expect if if I back to Kickstarter turned up and then the, the envelope had been ripped open and half the contents missing? Yeah, yeah. You said you yeah. I imagine most of them would be like, "Oh, okay, no worries. We're, we're getting anyone out." Yeah, the decent uh, ones would be. I they? mean, because yeah. let, let's face it, a lot of the success you know for those for those people that are also like trying to forge a career in, in comics and stuff a lot a lot of it is not just the comic what you're doing it's your reputation mm-hmm. do you know what i mean it's totally yeah. it totally you know how many times have a, have any of you people at home if you're looking to a collaborator or any of us or, or something ask someone oh, i'm thinking about asking this person to work with are they decent to work with do you know what I mean, yeah. just to get that sort of that get a feel, get a, yeah, get a, a trusted source to sort of say, oh, yeah, this is a good, good person. They always deliver on time. There was, a, I had a slight issue mm. with my thing, and they sorted it out straight away. You know, um, yeah. we've had some stuff that where you work with someone and they've been an absolute nightmare, and it's like not not doing that again. Then yeah. no, not yeah. gonna. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, if they're just shouting their mouth off all the time on Twitter, then I ain't yeah. going to work with them because yeah. I can't trust them. To if, you're them yeah. if you're chasing, yeah. chasing, chasing artwork and they go, comp- that's the worst one for me. If you've got a problem with what you're, do- you're working on, tell me. If you go dark for days, weeks, yeah, on that's end, the big problem. That is yeah. awful. That's the worst thing because you're yeah. an absolute. You know, we're like, man, we reply straight away to stuff, don't we? You know, on, on, it's on why I like stuff. Th- yeah, when yeah. I kind of, you find someone who's kind of competent and knows their shit, I'd rather work with people not oh, 10 out of 10 like if they're competent and they're on it and they're communicating that's like half the battle it's yeah. if, if they're do, an amazing find... creator and flaky uh, so i can't be dealing with that 
nah. I mean, to be fair, I'm I'm kind of I kind of found all the people I want to work with mm. at the moment. I'm working with all the people I want to work with, and I'm not fussed about anyone else because they're all lovely uh, people to work yeah. with. You know, Cliff and Adam and Helena and yeah. all the people that I'm doing stuff for. Pete, you know, it's just they're just ideal, brilliant collaborations. I don't I haven't had a, a bad word with any of them. Do you know what I mean? Mm. It's like that. Yeah. I don't need that in my life. So if you're if you're just being a trappy twat, I've got no interest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you two guys. Get... How many how many times have we just sat throwing ideas about? We just did a comic together, didn't we? On sale in France, incidentally, everyone. Um, yeah. So uh, <laughs> that was just a lovely experience. That's what we don't do this to make money, do we? Let's yeah, face yeah, it. You yeah. Know. Yeah. No. You're on a. It's a road. To, it's it's like uh, the music business. There's absolutely no money in it. Yeah. It's, <laughs> yeah. So I mean, like if I was getting paid for the hours I put in for this, I'd. <laughs> I'm begging you. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But like, you, like we're not doing it for that. I'm doing it for kind of like yeah. delivering a, a great story, and some people can have a bit of fun and and, and laugh with. Well, I suppose that's the ultimate question: is did you did you enjoy making this, man? I think that's man, the... I loved it. Yeah, when yes. when it all comes through, and when you you look back at what you've done, and it's just a joy. Yes. Well, that's I think that comes off the page, man. Genuinely, oh, excellent. This. Yeah, yeah. I just can see you fucking chuckling to yourself. Yeah. yeah. Drawing and writing this, you know. I yeah. like the the thought of like someone reading a line and it's like laughing. And it's like, yeah, that was Dan. <laughs> Dan wrote that. I know. I know. <laughs> he wrote that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's so Dan. Yeah. <laughs> but you can totally read when a creator is, is enjoying. Yeah, you can. Yeah, rather than phoning it in, definitely. Yeah. 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 And this, this is another example of it, Dan. And it's an impressive, like, the thing is, you didn't go for a twenty-page comic. You didn't. You you went, you went hardcore. You went, big. You went. You went I'd big. So did crazy. it as much as the comic needed. Like it's it's not baggy at all. The comic absolutely fucking throttles along, and there's not. Yeah. I don't think there's hardly anything I could have dropped to get the story quicker to where it was. Yeah. Man, this is a forty-five-minute comic, like a forty-five-minute TV episode. Yeah. That's how I feel about bomb, it. Yeah. You know? Just bomb yeah. through. Yeah. Yeah. There's no sort of character monologues looking at the screen telling you about how they feel. Yeah. But but will that be in like issue ten? Because you know, occasionally, like with these these shows, they mixed it up occasionally, didn't they? Like there was always one episode that was a little. They'd be stuck in a lift or something. Yeah. Because they had no budget. They had no budget. budget, Yeah. Yeah. Fortunately, uh, I've got all the budget in the world as a comic creator. I can I can do whatever. You've heard it. You sound like an apt. I've got all the budget in the world. You've got all the Look budget in the world. Is there any any constraint by what I can draw? Um, is so, there... But there would never be horses. Oh, I was about to say, what, what what will there never be? The in Fall Viper? of Rome. Dan's comic on the Fall of Rome. There yeah, you go. yeah. Well, I was thinking one of the last comics when I was like, I'm sick of this, and just go like the episode, this really stupid comic, and then like literally have the car jumping over a shark of just to sort of say, look, yeah, is the yeah, Fonzie jumping the shark? Fonzie jumps the shark moment and. That... And that would be amazing. This is the final issue. Oh dear! <laughs> but would uh, I mean the thing is, there's always a potential. The, the, the wonderful thing about this this comic and this style of comic, and, and similar, you can imagine like crossovers, can't you? Like like other fictional crossovers. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know yeah. what? What if there is like a a TV show that's always about that's about like a a submarine or something, and they do a crossover, and then you can yeah. have the shark in it. There's just yeah. Goes on. So, I would love to. I've got to speak to Tony about putting red in the next issue. Oh man, she, she would oh, be. Oh my god, she'd be ten years older. Yeah, she, I was about from... to say, yeah, she would be older. Yeah, yeah. 
Well, she's older in um, Tony Osmond. Yeah. Um, that's early 80s. The, if, I have to say, though, if you have, if I press sex with her, it'll feel like you're having sex with me. Yeah, they say it's not going to happen. Let's do right. it. Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was say that's is, is that a confirmation? That that's the dream. That's the dream. There's, there's an idea because I've got I've got notes on that third part with like the ideas in the story, and there's a bit like could have read in that bit. So but don't forget, she's pregnant at the end of uh, Tony Osmond one. Yeah, but this is when quite some time afterwards, wasn't it? Is no, no, that's Os- the 80s. Tony Osmond one is the 80s. Okay, that but, can work. But, we can work early, with that too. Early 80s, late 80s. Banana Armor time, mid eighties. Well, this is this <laughs> yeah. is eighty. This is eighty five. So yeah, yeah, oh, well, shit goes down. Yeah, maybe in the the next issue. So I, I got, what is this crazy fucking um, universe that's been? <laughs> so they're they're having sex, and Red Mars from Mars is just sitting on the end of the bed smoking, <laughs> watching. He can't smoke. He's got no mouth. Uh, <laughs> first, they take drugs and see the red mask. Yeah. See the uh, red mask. What the fuck was that? Uh, weird, See weird, the red mask. Weird thing was, uh, I was thinking about drugs today. <laughs> All right. <laughs> no, nice. but purely because I thought... <laughs> Doing uh, or selling. I, I thought maybe uh, episode 420 should be like drugs in comedy. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, what... Uh, like but would that be too cliched? The... No, 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 that's totally fine. We're cheap as fuck. We'll do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're hoes. If um, only there were some comics about drugs. <laughs> yeah. It'd be pretty, it's going to be pretty difficult to find them. Yeah. <laughs> I have to break out the uh, Freak Brothers on the bus. Yeah. Oh, mate. Yeah. Do that one where they, we should do a version of that, and then where we're a cartoon, and then we stop smoking weed, and then we just become ourselves a photograph. <laughs> and then we panic and start smoking and go back to They do do a again. photograph comic, don't they? Yeah, they do one that very briefly becomes a photograph. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty Good. crazy, that comic. Yeah. yeah. I remember being in secondary school, and the one of my mates said that, uh, you know, the one where they move out into the countryside and start growing grass and. Like they're in a big hippie commune, and then it goes absolutely fucking nuts at the end. Something like I can't remember the name of the arc, but it was absolutely fraud at the time because the whole town descends into like an orgy of like old people, young people, just all, all right. <laughs> Sounds good. Let's do that. Yeah. So I was loving that comic as a I kid. think there's, there's a big gap in the market for orgy themed comics. Yeah. I kind of, I think, I think you understand that, T. Yeah. I've got something in the works. I'll talk to you about it afterwards. Oh, about excellent. It. Yeah. 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 Uh, we have to put the research in, though. Obviously, yeah, yeah. 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 Get your, get that pampas grass grown in your garden, man. We're going to have it at your house. Oh my god, pampas grass! <laughs> I fucking sent a picture of where I am on holiday, right? To the, I'm in a little, little WhatsApp group with two of the girls I work with, and they they picked one like my new bit of the photograph and went because you in the background you can see some pampas grass on the hill, yeah. And they went a swinging hotel, <laughs> <laughs> and now all I'm getting is how's the swinging party's going, Tony. Yeah. This sort of thing. There's a little tip for readers if they haven't caught this now. Whenever someone starts taking the piss out of you, turn into it as hard as you can. Yeah, yeah. They, they got nothing. They got nothing. Yeah, yeah it's non-stop sexcapades. <laughs> non-stop sexcapades. <laughs> oh god! But um, like Vince's life. That's your life, Vince. <laughs> yeah, you, you know, you know that it's uh, it's exhausting. Bone central. It's exhausting. Um, it's compendium of bone. Um, <laughs> it's quite a heavy, is, heavy hardback. Yeah, <laughs> it's ready to be slammed. Um, <laughs> she was. I was, I was chatting to Helena earlier, and she says, "I can imagine you on all day with your cock in your." Hand. She went cocktail in your hand, and I went. I wonder where that was going. Yeah, that, was, that could be interesting. Yeah, sex on the beach and the cocktail. <laughs> oh, hey, <my. laughs> Jesus Christ! Pampers grass. 
So I, I want to shag you roughly up the arse. Well, that's not a cocktail. Is that, is that a weird? Is that a real <laughs> thing? Like, Pampas grass. What, is Pampas grass real? What's happening right what the now? Fuck? We've gone off the rails. Have I? Mm. I'm recording I just, this early, but this is the nine o'clock point, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. Did I just yeah. literally just fall into a mid seventies? Yeah. It was the introduction of red and kind of. I've been reading a big a big compendium of Michael Moorcock books on holiday. Not an easy thing to Google either, but uh, that's full of that sort of thing. <laughs> what Moorcock? It's weird because I, I said to Tony, I don't think I've read any uh, Michael Moorcock. <laughs> Just keep saying you, it. You, you, you said, oh, well, this one's a good one. I said, like, oh, fuck me. Yeah, I've read that. That was <laughs> yeah. absolutely mental. Yeah. He's the one where he goes back in time to see like Jesus Christ. And, yeah, that's the one. And he's yeah. like, Jesus Christ is an absolute idiot. And he basically holds the man. Yeah. He has to step up and become the Jesus of legend and get crucified and everything. It's fucking mental. Hell of a book. Uh, Great. I mean, yeah. If yeah. you take nothing away, from this episode nothing else away from this episode just know now that tony and dan they love always cock. they they always want more cock yeah yeah we love more um, cock get more cock in your hand think about more cock read about more cock yeah yeah he's a hell of a novelist actually i think he's kind of forgotten as okay. being like you know yeah. i tell you what viper is a hell of a book where can they yeah, get cheers. hold of it where can we get where it babes? Can they get hold of it you can buy a, a Viper Crime Has a New Enemy, as well as Crimson <laughs> Dawn, both in digital and print, at uh, DZ Publishing at .bigcartel.com. I'd spell DZ. D-E-E-Z-E-E. Okay, cool. Nice and DZ. Yeah. yeah. And uh, you can even buy a, the holographic sticker. So if you missed out that on the campaign, you can get yourself a holographic logo. Of, of oh, nice. Viper one. Uh, so, uh, Tony, have you checked out D's? It dees, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, damn it. <laughs> anyway, okay. anyway. Wil- Wilma. Very, very, very What's Fred Flintstone's name? Husband's uh, name? <laughs> right. A very, very uh, grown-up episode this week. I think we can yeah. Yeah. agree. Yeah. Keeping uh, the listeners, giving them what they want. Yeah. Um, but For the glory yeah, of the motherland. Go, go, <laughs> go forth and, yeah, get hold of Viper. Check out Viper, yeah. Yeah. And it'll get you uh, just in the right frame of mind for when Vanguard comes back. Yes, starting updating. I'm doing all the the prelim, previous story pages, and it should start pages this week. There's a I do always do the cast list at the beginning to kind of like remind because it's such a big cast. That cast will be a lot smaller at the end of this. Ah, Jesus Christ! Here we go. (laughs) Here we go. I'm terrified. Absolutely terrified. Dan's like a fucking one man sort of. Like, remember when Game of Thrones was really fucking harsh? Just yeah. like just just. Oh, I that's quite his like... heart. That's how his heart is. Yeah, yeah. just cold. You've got to die, man. Jesus, Dan. That's... Char- the character arc. You know what I mean? You got to kill him off. There's, yeah. You don't want characters just knocking around forever, and they yeah. got, there's got to be jeopardy and stakes. Yeah, you've got to have people getting killed. There you go. You heard it. Heard it. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> look forward to it. When is the the finish line for Vanguard? I know we okay, we have. It's gonna about. what we're on twenty two. I think it's gonna either end at. Sorry, I'm doing twenty one at the moment. It's probably gonna end on about twenty four. So wow. this year, I hope to get two issues out, and next year two. So it might be two or three years, and that'd be it. C oh. says. Okay. <laughs> my god my god well, yeah we'll we'll find out in a couple of years see how that's going when yeah. he's on it issue 35 so i just don't want to talk about it anymore just... <laughs> <laughs> i 
I think you're going to feel a massive sense of there's going to be a huge gap in your life. Yeah. I'd I, I find other stuff to do. But oh, more yeah, than worrying yeah. about it. Like, got over if, quick. If I have to fucking put that together as like a single book, just oh, the idea of that now is horrible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, like a nice really hardback. Yeah. 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 Horrible. Like that. that is a human killer. That's yeah. what that, that's what that will be. Oh dear. But yes, um thank you for talking about it. Cheers, that, chaps. That's yeah. all right. Thanks yeah. for having me on. That's <laughs> great having you, mate. I'll tell you what, you. you're welcome back I know we say it to a lot all the guests, but you're welcome back anytime. Oh thanks. We don't mean it to everyone. No. Um but Dan's <laughs> gonna st- Dan, Dan's gonna stick with us for the rest of the show. Oh thanks. Oh nice yeah. one. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's nice one. Uh <laughs> do we have any shout outs this week, Jens? Yes. Yeah, I've got a few. So first up, uh, get well soon, Sarah Harris. She's been a bit yes. poorly this week. So uh, get well soon. I've spoke to her. She's, Man, she's like, recovering. Like a yeah. hammer blow reading that fucking this yeah, week. Yeah, bad. Yeah. Um, so it's good to see the tribute tees landing. Uh, a lot of people modelling them for me. Um, my face resting gently on their breast. Um, <laughs> <laughs> myself, Cliff, Cliff Cucumber, who says hello. He just texted me, saying hello to everyone. Ian Ashcroft. On the recent NIA, we raised um, £270 for mine through some sketches. Ah, fantastic. Hey. Some some art they did, and then we I, I donated a fiver for every T-shirt that sold, so we made £270 for mine. That's great, isn't it? That's great. Yeah. That's awesome. And congratulations to um, Eamon, Eamon Clark. He's just done a marathon. And oh, well done, Eamon. Half, Cambridge, Cambridge half marathon, I'm going to say, or right. is it a full marathon? Has sure. he just finished he's, it right this second? Yeah, literally. I think, well, he sent me a picture of the medal today, so I'm guessing, was it today? I don't know. but the um, And he raised, raised a load of money for mine as well, which is obviously the charity um, of the year for DUI. So we're mm. raising money for mine through that. And um, Helena messaged me today, and I think everything is well underway in relation to all the comics that are going into that. So it's good to see as well. So, um Kickstarter-wise, Burn With Me, the 100-page graphic novel by Stephen Ingram is now on Kickstarter. The, sm- the story of a small town folks with a background of psychological horror. I've read it. Um, I read it on the, the Patreon, but I also will be getting a copy of it. And it's fucking great. Real slow burn, keeps you guessing. Real character piece, thoughtful, great stuff. Burn With Me, go and back it on Kickstarter now. Strangers, again, are storming it on Kickstarter with the book of Fulligan, I think it's pronounced. This is going to be um, the new hotness, I'm going to predict. It's an anthology that tells stories in order of Gene Wolfe's The Book of the New Sun, which is um, sort of fantasy book. I'm going to say I've never read any Gene Wolfe books, actually. Um, it includes work by our um, previous guest, Mark Penman. Also, our Tim Trakhanoff, who we're massive fans of. Claire nice. Connolly, yeah. um, Drew Duncan, Matt Eamons, and many, many more. So it's a genuine get on this one, because I think it's going to be the, the hot release um, of ne- of um, in a few months' time. But yeah, they're my ones. There you go. Nice, Dan. What have we got? I was musing over some uh, Michael, not Michael Moorcock. Uh, I just had a brain fart. The, the Gene Wolfe, the guy <laughs> you just said. Oh, yeah, yeah. The Severine the Torturer. Have you read those books? No, um, I haven't done, no. Okay, I've read a couple of his. Are they fantasy books, are they, I'm guessing? Yeah, kind of, but not kind of straight fantasy. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yes. Right, I've got my shout-out is for Lawless Comic Con. Oh, yeah. I've been hey. there banging the drum for these guys for weeks now at the, the Double Tree in Hilton. And their con is running from the 27th and 28th of May, 2023. And they got, I think I tried to write, read out the guest list last time. And there's, there's dozens Loads and dozens of names. Yeah, yeah. 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 So go to the site because I can't be I think asked. Dave Gibbons is doing it. I think Dave Gibbons is at it, isn't he? I think. Uh, he is top build. Yeah. That's going to be great. Gibbons, especially with his book out. Mick Brimmer, John Wagner, Glenn Frabery, Andy Diggle, loads of people there. So yeah, go, yeah. Good go stuff. check that out. 
Uh, we've got the spawn hub still rattling on. As I was saying just before we started the show, I'm finding that bloody hard to read that <laughs> fucking comic. Oh, but didn't, um, isn't Matt Strock got some art in it? Yeah, he has. He's got some fan art in the back. <laughs> yeah, that's that's absolutely cool. amazing. Amazing. That's the highlight. From but, like yeah. issue 14 or something, I'm going to say off yes. the top of my head. Something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's such a struggle because it's, it's just so badly i find it so badly written i'm finding it hard to stick with it there's you're sort of flying along with it and then you get hit with this massive page of just tech dense text you're like oh man <laughs> this is too much it's anyway, in comitology yeah. do you know uh it should be yeah i think i've okay. got it in one of those the humble bundle deals where you buy like oh of course i remember next that now. to nothing yeah 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 so i've got, okay. I've got it sitting on a, a drive uh yeah that's my shout outs for this week Cool. Nice, nice. Well, I think without further ado, I think it's time to recommend some lovely comics. No, mm. no a nice easy start to the next uh, batch of episodes. Yeah. They're on the road to five hundred. Uh, <laughs> we need that on the t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I forgot the other one. Thanks to Jason, um, there, Vince, and Dap for giving us a shout on eleven o'clock comics. It's yes, thank you. To hear. Yeah. Put chaps. a big grin on our faces, didn't it? I was on the running yeah. machine when I heard it. I thought, ain't that great? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't listen to podcasts on running machines. I need, I need some. Oh, you go of, too fast, don't you? Uh, yeah, yeah. I need some sort of bloody rhythm, otherwise it's fucking hard. I can't listen to music, man. The dopamine effect. I like the start of songs, and I get bored of them, so I end up fast forwarding it. Oh, uh, okay. But, you know. you like the start of songs, and they get bored of them. You, you listen. To yeah, like some of them go on too long, podcast. don't they? Yeah. Well, but you're listening to like a three-hour podcast. Yeah, but I get excited because they mention me. That kept me going for another ten uh, minutes. Right, well, <laughs> boost. And that, yeah, he, probably, he probably listens to that in the bedroom as well. Wap, wap, <laughs> wap. <laughs> uh, I, I did. I was on, I was on my own, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> You've got that wonderful function where you can just loop a certain section in the podcast. You can just have yeah. that going round and round. Sometimes it takes me a while these days, you know what I mean? Yeah. Right, recommend. God, speaking of aphrodisiacs, what comics have we got? To I've got two again, baby cakes. Yeah. So I go first. I've only got the one. Yeah. Okay, so um, my regular recommendation is something out of two morrows, to be fair. Um, responsible for monthly taking a sizable chunk of my wages, got to be honest with you. Um, there's, to, we've off, we often bemoan the quality of comics journalism these days, don't we? And the fact that a lot of sites have just gone down the shitter, just become promotional machines for things that aren't often very good but this is really good and i call this comics journalism you know there's some really good stuff in it the, the one i, I reckon recommending this week is comic creator number 29 ostensibly it's don mcgregor issue um but there is other stuff in it i'm a massive fan of don mcgregor we did um, a kill raven episode with me found p and pete dory on the nia and um we got some feedback from don which i might mention later on um i love don mcgregor's writing i think he's great he's he's you know uh, the, the 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 note to take from this is when Marvel did the, you know Tashin did those big books of Spider Man, mm. um, the next one that came out was Black Panther, which was his work, which is you know an interesting yeah. choice I think. Um, they could have gone with a lot of iconic titles, but they thought this is probably and it really is a great title is, is Black Panther. So there's a number of different things and there's there's a long form interview with um, John B Cook, who for anyone who reads is into comics journalism will know John John's done his book of weirdo I read last year it was very good, um, and Don and it gets a little lively, a little argumentative I'm going to say at a certain couple of points. Um, then after that there's a page that is directly from Don, which is almost like a right to reply, um, where he 
I think something is said to him and he wants to say that's wrong, but he, it's almost like he's insisting on having a page to put them right and they're wrong about something, which is interesting. If it feels a, it feels a little strange. Right, okay. Yeah, it's, it's a weird one. Almost like he was pissed off with something that was said and he says, oh, I insist on having my say about that. It's a strange one. But he's got to um, set the score straight. He's like, this is what's yeah. what happened. Yeah, when we did our podcast about it, we were sort of telling stories and, and one of the, the members, the people on the pod mentioned something that Don had told them and, and Don listened to it and he says, Don, I don't agree with that. That didn't happen. And I remember Don telling the story about that happening myself. That's so I don't know. So maybe, I don't know, just people get old, they get grumpy like me. Yeah. Um, there's a transcript of, of a con panel with Don and Bob Layton, which is great as well. Um, loads of um, OA imagery, old photographs of him with, you know, members of, you know, the bullpen and all these sort of people. Um, and since Black Panther, Don has just lived his best life, you know, genuinely traveling the world, all the premieres. You know, it's lovely to see him and his, his good lady. Um, there's a great piece about Herb Trimp. Now, I don't know if you know this about Herb Trimp, but he actually lived in England for a while. He lived in Cornwall. Um, when he was working on Captain Britain. I didn't realise oh, really? that. I didn't know that. Yeah, and um, Herb's famous for being a pilot as well, and I think he flew planes whilst living in Cornwall. What a geezer. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's great. Uh, um, there's a great piece on Devin Grayson, who's, who's, who's a great Nightwing writer and gets forgotten, I think, sadly. Um, interview with Mike Gold. This is a number two in a three-part interview, and this is about his time at DC during the DC, what's called the DC Implosion. I'm hoping that part three is going to be his time at First Comics, which I'm a massive fan of. His interview with our buddy Mike Barron, which is great, and more about his more recent stuff. There's there's a talk with Tom Zinko, and it's about how he coloured Gene Colan's work. I mean, this is really going into it, you know, really reclaiming stuff that will be forgotten unless it gets written down, I think. And it's been really important. It's really important that we support Tim Rhodes. I think if you've got any interest in comics, comics art, comics history, how to write comics, you know, this sort of thing, then go and have a look. There's some great stuff. Back Issue Magazine, I get. Alter Ego, I get. Kirby Collector, I get. There's a book called Retro Fan, which includes sort of old TV. You might be into you might be into that, Dan, actually, because it's got that crossover between comics, you know, the old shitty American Shazam series or stuff yes. like that, you know, yeah. this sort of thing. Loads of specials, loads of books on people, creators, even just like eras of titles, um, handbooks on certain titles, like a um, Justice League handbook, a Flash handbook, or, you know, the Hawkman, hand, Hawkman handbook is great. Um, I think you really need to support them. Go, go out and get something. You can buy their stuff digitally as well, so it's not expensive. The magazines can be a little bit pricey if you buy them in the UK. They're probably going to be about nine quid, um, which is quite pricey for a, like a thick magazine, but still quite pricey. Okay. But, yeah. Two Morrows. That's my first one. Nice one. Nice. Dan, what have you got? I've got a book called Magic Powder, issue one. Okay. This is an interesting one. They they gave this away, they were giving this away online to promote the Kickstarter for the book they've currently got on Kickstarter. So I gave this a read. You might like this, Vince. This kind of okay. plays into that kind of high fantasy thing. We've got uh written by Jeffrey Paul Lewis Schiller, who done concept story character script, Danielle Aquilana, uh, inks, colours, designs and letters, and Samuel Inuenze, front cover art. And it's a imagine sort of like Tolkien elves, dwarves, uh, and magical folk and the like, but set like in modern times where there's uh, a drug empire run by the how do they call him again? The the dwarf father, who's essentially a, a a dwarf who runs this big drug empire with this magic powder that all the different races use to kind of get high. The the elves oh. in it are like police. And it starts off with uh, a Vince drug. Vince was thinking about drugs earlier. Yeah. 
there we go. We'll tie us in. Yeah. They're, they're doing a drug deal on the beach and they're, they're bringing up this, uh, this magic powder from the seabed and the cops turn up. There's a massive shootout. It all goes wrong for the, uh, the dwarf father. And then it sets up this kind of city at war with this, the, the drugs trade and traffic all, all being open up and up for grabs. So it's kind of like a, a crime story, but with kind of fantastical creatures oh, and monsters. So it's an interesting one. The art style, how could I, like, it's very kind of uh, colorful, kinetic, really chunky art. There's a little bit of Ryan Otley in it. There's a bit, I'm trying to identify the artist of what you'd look. It's kind of an art you'd find in a modern image comic. It's okay. really well done. There's a, a little bit of manga style into it, I would say. But Where, where'd you get this from, dude? Again, they were they were giving it away free on Twitter. All oh, right, okay. To promote, what was it promote the Kickstarter? Yeah, there's a Kickstarter going at the moment, which I, I did look up, and I was looking at the below for issue two. So I think they're doing volume one, which is a collection of all the books. Right. And they're looking for a goal of one thousand two hundred dollars, and they're currently at three thousand eight hundred. So they're oh, made. Oh, that's, nice. that's a good idea to give out the yeah. first issue, though, isn't it? If yeah, you, yeah. If yeah. you find your new collection, it's like right here. Here you go. Here's the first issue. Because we always say, like, the first issue is where you'll get a taste for it, wouldn't it? If you want to read yeah. more, and immediately there's going to be a collection of it. Because, like, how many times have we said, "Oh, red issue one. I think I'm going to wait for the trade." Yeah. This. I mean, this totally ties into that, really, doesn't it? It's a decent. Yeah. They've got like the the whole thing. So you got three issues <laughs> for uh, on digital for nine dollars. Nice. That's. Oh, I think that's, that's worth that, it. That's. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. So you can jump if you like issue one. You can jump in. Uh, I think you look up Jeff Schiller. S H S C H I L E R. I'll send the comic on to you guys so you can check it out. Nice and, one. Uh, see if you want to back the campaign. I think it's a really good idea. I really enjoyed it. It's, Nothing lost there, man. Is it? Really, Let's face no. it. You know. So, because it's the digital as well, they've slung in a load of extras at the back. Mm. So there's like a kind of those paper folder things with notes on the various characters, like they were written in the universe. Like uh, a, a police detective has looked at them, and this is the intel they've got. It's a little bit kind of like retro, as in like it could be set like in the night eighties or nineties from the fashion and the cars and stuff. But yeah. It, it, it's, I really enjoyed it. It's a real fun read, and if you like it, I'd imagine kicking uh, back in the Kickstarter would be uh, one for you. So cool. go go check that out. Nice. Uh, my recommendation, and uh, this is kind of a recommendation to the, our sort of US and uh, Canadian listeners um, to grab a copy of this because I can't because it's been, been uh, it's not available to the UK and stuff. But I. Uh, I follow on Instagram. I follow uh, an artist called uh, Terrell Cannon. Some of you may have heard of him. He, he he's worked on like uh, he's worked for on covers and comics. He's worked with Dark Horse Image, Heavy Metal okay. Comics. Uh, he's from Chicago, and uh, he's just got a really nice sort of visual style. Um, and he put on Instagram. I think it I think it was Inktober last year. He uh, he did a twelve page comic, like a fan comic. Um, think very much like you know Daniel Warren Johnson has done. He did the Pacific Rim one yeah. and the Star yeah. Wars one. Um, Terrell has done one called Game Over Man. What do you think that is? <laughs> Come on, aliens. Yep, it is. It is what happens to Hudson after he is pulled down through that hole. Ah, not good, I'd imagine. Um, it's a real. I mean, it's just like a a twelve page sort of action story of Hudson just 
try you know he has a bit of a badass moment because you know in the last moments of that character spoilers if you haven't watched the film you should really need to watch <laughs> the film um but he has that sort of in the end he's just pretty defiant yeah um, and that kind of continues a little bit but it's just really it's really kinetic just powerful quick oh, it's good i've just followed him yeah it looks yeah good. oh let's um, check this out yeah, it's um, it's only six dollars. Obviously, it's just a fan comic, and he did a small uh, printing. Unfortunately, we can't get it over here. You know, shipping bill or what it is. I don't know if he's going to do any shows, but certainly, if you like these kind of things, it's only six dollars. Ask him if he's doing Baltimore, because I'll get a few Ooh. there. Ooh. Oh, there you go. Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's just great. It sort of ties into little moments from the film as well. Um, because when he he lands in sort of like a the sort of su- not sewer pipe but the, like the water system he sees like the floating doll head that belongs to uh, him yeah and of course he sees that and just thinks that the the kid's dead so he has like a real moment of oh no that's you know so there's all this stuff going on that if you if you're a fan of the aliens movies and that's what i like about these sort of fan comics as well they they're purely just done out of love aren't they they're, they're there's just, a lot of this on instagram yeah. actually isn't there you yeah. can read a lot of it on there yeah yeah totally um and that was where i was like i'd, I'd like a copy of this Oh, and his um, OA isn't that expensive. No, no, he's uh, a very he's a very go. good artist as well. Like he he mm. does a lot of sort of pinups and covers. Um, but definitely follow him. Uh, it's Terrell Cannon. Yeah, that's T Y R E L C A N O N dot com. That's his website. And uh, on the Instagram, he is T Cannon Comics. If you go to his link tree, he's done an interview with the Comics Journal, I see yeah. as well. Oh, there you go. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Definitely an artist that uh, you know I want to find out more about. And uh, oh, he's got a YouTube channel as well. Yeah. Ah, yeah. Mm, so cool. uh, yeah, go check it out because it's just really cool. It's, de- it's definitely the sort of art that <laughs> it feels like for this game over, man. It, it feels like the sort of art that I'd love to do. Do you know what I mean? It's that kind of like, yeah, I get you. Yeah, yeah, yeah I can it, feel that. Yeah, it feels like I feel you. Yeah, <laughs> I, I feel you, bro. I feel you. Um, speaking of feeling, uh, <laughs> do you feel like talking about uh, your last book, Dan? I hit it. That's me. I hit it with a toffee hammer. It's got no feeling. Oh my god! <laughs> uh, my my why final do one is. people eat toffee that you got hit with a hammer, man? It's just what is that about? That's stupid. Why, why don't you just no, eat a stupid. brick? Yeah, <laughs> I was in, invented by dentists. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> conspiracy. They're buying everything. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. And those seeds you get on the top of fucking stupid rolls in the oh, waitrose. Yeah. <laughs> I tell you what, like, no fucking, what was it? What was the one that did my teeth at um, MCM, Dan? You gave me a fucking fruit gum or something like that. Oh, uh, right, yeah. Fucking bastard. Not you, fucking Dan, but, but the sweet itself. It's like, what's the point? What's the point? Bastards. Anyway, Tony, right, you so, want to talk about a comic? <laughs> yeah, the final one is The Root List, Volume 1, Illinois. Published by Cinebook, our buddies over there, written and drawn by Eric Stolner. More about him in a minute. Colours by Jean-Jacques Chano. Uh, translated by Erica Olsen. Jeffrey, edited by Mark Bentz. Uh, I was doing the whole, I don't know if you do this, you look through your read pile to see, I need to take some comics on holiday with me, what we're going to take. And I found, I had the first four volumes of this, and I have no memory of buying them. <laughs> I don't know what happened. You do that where you think, oh, yeah. I forgot. yeah. Why did I buy this twice? Because I've already got, you know, it's like that sometimes. Uh, yeah. And um, I can only think, that I bought them at the start of lockdown or something, you know, and we all thought, all right, got to stock up, yeah, you know, because I'm going to be bored, and I never got to them. But um, it's good, actually, really good. It, it's set in the US in the 1960s, so I'm just going to talk about Volume 1. Um, at the time of the Cold War, JFK, Marilyn Monroe, Cuba, you know, the rest of 
the, that period you know it's a really interesting period of tense political sort of stuff going on um the cold war's you know really kicking off and this is a political theory a thriller with noir tropes in it it's all about an engineer called alex who works at our college and it opens up at the funeral of alex's wife and um at the funeral he's there with his son and the fbi turn up wanting to ask him questions and he, he tells him fuck off you know leave me alone this is my wife's funeral what are you doing here you know and um then they go back home, you know, after the wake, they go back home and they're sitting there and he says to his son, we've got to go out the back, get a bag, we're leaving. And they sort of climb out the back window because there's the FBI out the front and they steal a car, the neighbor's car. And you begin to sense, because you then see that the FBI are in fact, you know, watching his house. You begin to think that maybe Alex's paranoia isn't unfounded, you know. Um, but this is just the beginning of it. Turns out there's... Alice, who is his wife, who's died, um, has a best friend, but she's probably not right. She might be a double agent. Um, so him and his kid go on the road, which is why each volume is named after a different area in America, different state. And the mystery deepens. Um, at one point, halfway through the first volume, Alex goes to a hidden bunker underneath a barn and picks something up, a load of paperwork, including a, a 45 with a silencer on it. And you think, what the fuck is happening here? Um, and then I'm not going to spoil it. On the last page, you realise what this is all about. Very okay. good, great pacing. Um, you spend the whole first issue thinking, "Who's the good guy here? Who's the good guy? Who's the bad guy?" All the while, there's this sort of serial killer who um, kills people and then dresses them up as clowns after he's killed them, which is doing something. You think, "What has got? What has this got to do with it?" So it's, it's sort of laying different strands down of a story not all of which are tied up by the end of the first volume, which I think is great pacing. I think this is the art of storyteller to lay all this down, to have you understand it and have you wanting more by the end of the first volume. But he gives you a little taste of um, a revelation towards the end of the first issue, which is really good. Um, I almost cheered when I read this book. I get so tired of books that are written for the Twitter, you know, social media generation that are just like, ultimate hits and then issue two is just a load of shit yeah this is really good (laughs) (laughs) yeah so the massive game changer on the last page um the art is really beautiful uh clear line uh bond destinate art um i'm gonna say there's a little touch in some of the faces where i see some barry winter smith on occasion okay Um, but but loads of genre aged so genre specific so we've got the thriller and the the the, um this the noir stuff going on but you've also got period specific as well so you've got that period of the cold war jfk men are still wearing suits women are you know just before permissive society breaks through but there's a a lot of sort of sauciness going on in the background there's a little bit of sauciness going on in this um yeah really lovely it originally came out at dargard originally in france stalner is um quite a veteran comic creator but as is the thing with all these English translations, you're going to fucking try hard and find something else by him because you can't, you know, he should be, he should be up there with some of the great eyes, you know, we yeah. should be reading his stuff easily every week, but we're not. Um, he used to do some stuff with his brother, um, Jean-Marc Stauner. Um, they don't work together anymore, but there's a book they did called Fur et Le Few, which is absolutely crying out for a fucking translation. Why they haven't jumped on it. Thank God for Cinebook and um, Europe Comics. The, this is one of those... Um, releases that came out as a physical book from Cinebook and a, an online translation from Eurocom, Europe Comics. You know, they're kind of, they've got this sort of partnership yes. deal, haven't they, going on at the moment? Yeah. yeah. So, absolutely brilliant. I think there's five volumes in all. Um, and I think it's one, and I think it's five volumes and done. It's called The Route List, as in the road, you know, route that you take. 
uh, list, Volume 1, Illinois. Give it a go. It's not going to be expensive. I can't remember how much I paid for this because I can't actually fucking remember buying it. But yeah, it's six ninety nine. <laughs> so that's, no, that's nothing, is it, for an A4 no, book? No, no, you know, no. 48-page A4 book. That's fuck all these days. Yeah. yeah, so it's good. That's my second one, guys. Nice. Nice. That sounds great. There you yeah. go. What a, what a great Hot choices, of, eh? What a great batch of comics. <laughs> Hot choices, hot choices, hot choices. <laughs> that sounds like something in the adverts on a Viper yeah. program. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> in between like an advert of a Viper-based Happy Meal or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> now we're talking. Oh, yeah, we're talking. wow, I got the Viper car. You know, that kind of... <laughs> oh, I've got a Lopez. Oh god. <laughs> but there's the evidence they're gonna be in the next one. But we hope you enjoyed this week's episode, folks, and everything we talked about on on this week's episode. It was fun having a little focus on, on another project. Thanks for having me very, on. Very close. That's been great, haven't you? Yeah. yeah. You're a guest, Dan, you've got to be quiet now while I'm doing this. Oh, part. okay, fair enough. Okay, so, uh, Get your links ready. <laughs> um but no, it, seriously, um do do check the book out because it's it's a project that's very near and dear to our hearts. But me and Tony yeah. didn't really have much to do with it. We're just uh, no, w- watching. The... He didn't let us in the door, did he? I completely no. kept you in the dark till right yep. until you read it, yep. didn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. It's quite insulting, really. No one, no, yeah. no, no, no. You, no. You the, yeah, I, I don't like the teasing out too much stuff. Yeah. Like you know, yeah. where you see. I think you're right, man. It I like it. For me. I like yeah. just reading yeah. it. The, the, the joy yeah. of like reading that, discovering final. and reading it yeah. is what yeah. you want. Yeah, yeah. That's totally what it is. And we hope you discovered or will discover some uh, new comics and creators on this week's episode. Um, definitely check out all the things we talk about because uh, it's worth checking out. And we love comics huh. and you love comics as well. Yeah. And if you want us to talk about any particular subjects or topics or events on future shows, then get in touch with us. You can email us awesomecomicspod at gmail.com. Gmock. Uh, <laughs> it's earlier in the day. Say a Star I need, Trek. I need no <laughs> Gmock. Um, <laughs> I need another coffee in a minute. Um, <laughs> follow us on uh, social media at the Awesome Pod. Join the Awesome Comics Podcast Slack group. Um, yeah, there's a great Good. community of people on there. Nicest place on, for comics online. Yeah, I'll tell yeah. It now. Yeah, yeah, best place. So I came up with a hot topic and we had a discussion about it as opposed to just being shouted at. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And um, was it a very satisfying experience, Dan? Uh, I'm still kind of on the fence about it, but. What the experience uh, or or the topic? The topic. Oh, interesting. Mm. A well thought out conversation is what yes. you'll find there. Yeah. And uh, and debate because it's not a fight. Sometimes you can just I don't know. This sounds yeah. crazy. Sometimes you could just discuss things. You can yeah, discuss. Yeah. Weird, things. isn't it? Isn't that weird? Yeah, isn't that weird? It's weird. Yeah. Um, but also, everyone there loves comics and helps yeah. support. You'll find each other new comics well. to read as well all the time. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So definitely join the Slack group. Thank you for listening to us, whether it's on the website awesomecomics.podbean.com on Apple Podcasts, if you listen to us there just uh, leave a review leave a nice review or you don't even have to say any words, just leave us a nice review and uh, get the word out about the show Thank you to yep. anyone who does leave reviews by the way, it just feels like that's Much a standard it just feels like a standard thing to say but we really do appreciate yeah, it Yeah, we do actually appreciate yeah. it and we do, yeah. we do go and have a look and go, oh, got a new one, don't we? we do yeah. get excited When someone we get a new review, we send it round to each other and go, oh, look at that, it's amazing Yeah 
Genuinely. Genuinely, yeah. Um, so Our yeah, happiness hinges on the interactions on we have with strangers. <laughs> <laughs> My self-respect. Yeah. 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 Lives yeah. and dies on that. Yeah, yeah. 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 Total self-identity yeah. and worth is all hinged on that. So just remember that when you leave us a five-star review. Uh, I'm not being sarcastic, though. That's real. If you listen to us on any other networks, Spotify, Amazon, Stitcher, Podnose, Podknife, what are the networks we're on, Tony? We're on Pod. Is this your first time with a lady, Sergio? <laughs> then, uh... <laughs> and then it was. I thought you were Italian. You speak <laughs> French too. I completely forgot about that. You did mention it. <laughs> <laughs> you got to read the book, guys. You got to read. Yeah. The book. We need that on a t-shirt, don't we? Is this yeah. your first time with a lady, Sergio? We need that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we should just have, a, just have a range of mugs anyway, yeah. uh, um, but where can people find us online etc Tony neveronanything.com and if you're following any of our antics over there then please go and drop some money over at Mind look them up nice there you go. Yeah. yeah well worth it uh, Dan you can find me on Twitter at Vanguard Comic you can read Vanguard at VanguardComic.com which is now updating issue 21 and if you want to buy a Viper or any of the other Vanguard books, you can go to dzpublishing.bigcartel.com. Nice. Yeah. Do it. Look at, look at that. Do it's it. Like he, it's like he had it all written out in front of him. Yeah, so professional. So, <laughs> it's lovely when we have guests on like that. Such a pro. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and you can find me on social media at Jester Diablo. Thank you very much for listening, everyone. We hope wherever you are in the world, you're happy, healthy, doing okay. And just reading some good comics. Because mm. you know, we hope you discover a new comic that, you, like, you then tell more people about. Because more and more, that's uh, that's how these comics get sold, and uh, the industry stays alive because it's not that much in marketing these days. So, <laughs> <laughs> which is another topic entirely. Yeah. Um, but we do love you very much, don't we, Dan? Oh yeah, Tony. I think the signal must be bad. Yeah, here we go. Yeah, it's cutting out. Yeah, yeah. Cutting Wi-Fi. How convenient. He's going through a tunnel. Well, Going through your tunnel. (laughs) You wish. Anyway, (laughs) (laughs) wherever you are, have a great week. Read loads of comics. Keep making those comics. Telling other people about them. And as always, what should they do, guys? Stay awesome. Stay awesome. That's worse than last week. Come on, come on, come on. For the 401, we've got to do better than that. Come on. Okay, what should they do, guys? Stay Stay awesome. awesome. (laughs) It was was Dan's hesitation of, when's it gonna finish? (laughs) (laughs) It's part of the charm, isn't it? Yeah. Never goes down if you look at it. (laughs) Bye, everyone. See you later.